Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com golf. Fella. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is four-time Stanley Cup champion Darren McCarty, and you're listening to Missing Curfew. Welcome back to a fresh episode of Mr. Curfew. I'm Shane O'Brien. And I'm Scotty Upshaw. Up is all. My boy. Man, was I hurting. <laughs> hurting. Uh, I, I can't say I was that hurting, that hurting of an Albertan because uh, I managed to get up Saturday morning after the heroics that we had. Um, I muscled her back on my early flight. Boys, you had a little extra snooze. I didn't. I came in. Izzy had a. We had a, a third birthday party up in Hollywood, which I literally landed, went, got an IV, and then went to the car, showered, changed, boom, L.A. That's insane. Had dinner up there. Brought it, Izzy this little Italian spot up in uh, up in Beverly Hills. Nice little spot. But it was a full day. It was a full day. What a trip. What a trip, my friend. You ever think you'd be taking your daughter back in the day to Beverly Hills? Up to Hollywood. When no. She's like one. Right? Yeah. She'll be two. Uh, she should be two in uh, like four weeks. That's just crazy. Like the way we grew up to the, way, to the yeah. way your daughter's growing up. Right? No kidding. Like I didn't even know what Beverly Hills was until that Weezer song came out, I think. Remember that? I was like, what the fuck is Beverly Hills? What year was that song come out? California. <laughs> it was just crazy. California. Um, I could have killed. I mean, I'm club, I got my fucking golf clubs coming through the airport. I almost left my clubs. <laughs> I was like, fuck it. I'll get another pair somehow. But if I didn't have my sick, juicy, missing curfew bag that Javi made for me, yeah. I would have left my clubs. 
Just because you were waiting. I at- woke up. My room looked like a fucking bomb when I did it. <laughs> my clubs were over there. Shit's everywhere here. I'm hung cheese. I'm like, what? I'm still upset about the oh, enormous amount of money I lost in game five. Like, outrageous amount of money for me. Like, I'm not... I like to gamble, but I'm not like, you know, I put a 500 to a thousand on a game. That's my, yeah. you know, I, let's just say I put a lot more on game five. Yeah. Well, we were there. It was for the excitement of it. It was the buildup in the building there. I know. Pepsi center. What it's we? called ball arena. The ball, the arena. ball arena. Let's give some love to chase Campbell and mile high spirits for our show. Uh, Max and Binger. Once again, you guys are national leaguers. That was, I mean, we came in there. You boys had our tape to tape. Um, so thank you again. By the way, that Chase guy's a beauty. He's a beauty. <laughs> He's a beauty. How about when we were all in the back there where they actually make all the yeah, spirits? Yeah, like the distillery part of it. Juicy. Unreal. What a spot. Anyone going to Denver, that, that place goes off. Yeah. Good I had spot a, for happy hour, and then even better is the late night. Yeah. The I said, we need a missing curfew drink. And he said, well, this is where you fucking event one right here. Oh, yeah. Very true. And I said, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> and we can come up with When's a miss- the parade? Thursday. She's Thursday. You going to go? No. no. Not going anywhere until <laughs> I go to Europe. Actually, I might be going to the MLB All-Star game I was telling you guys about, but that's time for us. Uh, for Chaser, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, thanks, I want to give love to the Colorado Avalanche alumni, um, starting with your boy. Well, it feels like my boy now, Rick Barry and, and Kyle Quincy. Two beauties. Um, they were awesome. Um, Johnny Mitchell was great to see. Uh, Drew Shore is a beauty. Yeah, he's funny. I'll guy. tell you who's another beauty is Derek Armstrong. His yeah, army is. not great. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's we went great. late night with him too. He's great. I, I went back there after Game Five. I mean, the city was just, it was dead afterwards, right? Like it was like a funeral kind of. Yeah. So I text Ar- so army text army text me said uh, win or lose hit the booze, and I was like you're fucking right, army. I'm coming to meet you. Um, you thought the city was still good? I mean, the mile high spirits was going off. No, I don't. Not like they want her. Well, I know, but that's yeah. That's a once in a life. That line out the door must have had eighty people. Yeah, like uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of them, a lot of them were dudes. Really, (laughs) Menver continues to carry on its name. (laughs) The only (laughs) hot girls I think I saw were well, there's a couple, but the girlfriends of the abs. (laughs) Yeah, right. They were all they were all beautiful girls, but um, (laughs) yeah, I mean that place is great. Mile High Spirits, it's unbelievable. We salvaged the night. Army was sitting there at the bar waiting for him. He goes, "Here you go, Obes." I was like, "Fuck," and he goes. I knew they were going to lose. I said, I said, you did. Oh, he did call it. Yeah, he's like, I told... He said Vasilevsky was going to have it. I told Uppy before you guys left, they were going to win 2-1. I was like, I wish you would have told me that last night before I rode the house. They played a good road game. That game five was a solid road game. Um, you know, yeah. the champs, they know how to play on the road. Uh, thank you to Kyle Keefe and John Michael Lyles, the L2 boys, for stopping by and looking sharp. They came in, did their yeah. thing. They sure um, did. What a great day we had with Kiefer. Kiefer loves Does you. Altitude, uh, do they put a little uh, extra cheddar for the boys on their, their suit game? I don't know. They look did, good. Did I mean, know? Johnny Michaels always look good. He's a yeah. national leaguer. And Kiefer, I guess, huh? fuck, he's been there 25 years. 26 years. So. Fucking Kiefer. He, still there's a great good. picture of Kiefer. I'm like, I saw it on social media. I'm like, you're going to have to get that signed for me. He's holding it up. The mug. I'm like, you might have to sign that and send it to me for my place. Um, great day with him on the golf course. Sanctuary. Thank you. Yeah. That was great. Tough on golf balls. Uh, then the fourth period, boys. Uh, they stopped by. Those guys were looking sharp as well. Uh, Dave's, Dave's a good dude, man. He, he always, he's a pro, like you said before we started this podcast today. He's a pro. Um, talk about a long playoff for him, man. He was traveled everywhere. Wow. 
How does one Dave Pinota go everywhere? I don't know. Somebody at that clone. someone at that fourth period magazine has some cheddar. Huh. I don't know if it's DB or Fuck, Dave. He's got a lot of info up in that little mind of his, doesn't he? He works hard, man. Yeah. He works hard. Um, so thank you to everyone that made that show unbelievable. Again, Maxi and Binger, thank you. And then game five itself, boys, it was rocking off. Huh? Binger, Maxi? Oh, incredible. Awesome. Fuck, when we got in there, like me and you bumped into Raycroft or yeah, Raycroft is Ray, yeah, Raycroft, yeah, yeah. that beauty. Raycroft, yeah. And like getting in there, you could just tell the nervous energy too, though, right? Like even everybody, I was nervous, you know, everybody was nervous, but excited. And then really hard to beat the champs in five though, too, right? Even as good as you are, it's five, five game series is a, is a shit kicking. And it's just tough to really, uh, tough to really beat the Tampa Bay lightning in five. I, I think so. It played out probably the way that we thought it did. I mean, I think you took it in six, did you not? I took it in seven, but um, uh, after they won game four, I, I thought it was over. That's very true. <laughs> I, bet, true. I bet. Fucking, I bet. I did, did not think it was going to Well, you bet because you were there. I, I thought it was and over. I did too. I took, I mean, let's be honest, I took Denver in game five, and then I took Tampa in game six. I was on the wrong side of both. Yeah, and I, I still think it, it, it is over if, if Kemper doesn't let the first one into Ruta. I mean, it was right in front of us. It was. It was a fucking muffin. Like, it was a half clapper yeah, from the... it beat him oh, under his arm. Like, yeah. yeah, you can't let that in. But they did say afterwards, uh, ranting in a few of the boys, that they were nervous. And I just... You could feel the nervous energy in there. And everyone's so excited. You know, everyone's ready for the party. They got all their friends there. It, it's just probably a lot weighing on you before the game, right? Like, yeah. you go to the rink, it's like... Yeah, I mean, it's fucking for the cup. The cup's in the building. I mean, we were all fired up and nervous. We weren't even playing in the game. I know. Right? Fuck and we had fucking three or four old fashions before we even left Mile High Spirits, at least. Yeah, yeah. Thanks again, Binger. You're putting those right on my tape. <laughs> I had to get an IV before the show. Yeah, it's tough when you start drinking like that, early like that. It's nice to have a couple beers. I think I walked up at least 10 to 15 <laughs> times handing <laughs> drinks out. <laughs> Did I have 10 old fashions? It wasn't three or four, I don't no? think. I think Not I had ten. three or four. You didn't have ten. I didn't have ten, did I? No, no, no. <laughs> I thought it was gonna I thought it was gonna be a night. I thought we were gonna be celebrating Binger. Um, up dog, what's it like? We talked about this being you, I think, after the game. Or maybe the next day. What it's like losing a clinching game and then having to like what do you think those guys in Denver felt? Or anybody that's had a chance to close it out, then you gotta fly across the country. You know, I it's, mean, it's gotta be a weird feeling. Yeah, it's a good question. I, and I actually brought that up to Bobo. I had lunch with Bertuzzo uh, that afternoon before we did our show. And I said, listen, you know, you've been there. Game, game six at home in St. Louis, you guys could have won the Stanley Cup. Instead, you, you got your shit and your asses kicked and you had to go back to Boston yeah. for game seven with two days off in between. It was when our boy Fact Daddy went and bought that kid a guitar, guitar center. It's right. a beauty. Right. Um, he said getting on the plane that night, they were so confident, laid back, like with, with the utmost fucking, you know, belief that they were going to win. It was, it was no question in their mind. They were going into Boston to win the Stanley cup. So I look at that game and I look at, you know, all the Colorado game four was, you know, an overtime win Kadri back scoring that epic goal, them all coming back to now people at home, family, wives, kids, friends, all expecting like, okay, we're going to win game five. It's going to be the cup here. And that, that feeling alone for those guys must have been like, guys, just just tone it down. We we haven't won anything yet. Well, going on the road, game six, you heard, I think, McKinnon after the game saying, you know, when I got my room number, felt like it was, you know, felt like it was a blessing. I felt like it was a sign. I had 87. 
um, you know, Sid the Kid. So I, I think they just went back and said, you know, the message from Bednar was probably, oh, let's just have a fucking good road game. Let's play the way we do. If we do, we, you know, we win the Stanley Cup. We're a better team. Uh, we know how to play on the road. And, you know, this is going to be an epic way to, to close it off no matter what. Yeah, and those Avs and Blues teams those are similar. They're both so good on the road. I think the Avs lost, what, two games on the road? Yeah. The fucking playoffs? Yeah. Um, so everyone that made Denver possible in a good time for us, thank you very much. It was awesome. Uh, our first segment brought to you by our good friends at Good Life. You got a nice tarp on. We were rocking Fresh good. Yellow. We were rocking Good Life all three days in Denver. Both yeah, I got us. the I got the short shorts on right now too. A little tight. Yeah. Um, promo code curfew. Promo code. Uh, I just got Stanley Cup champs, baby. The champs. Call the champs are here. Um, they did it. That game six. You know, you were talking on touching on a little bit there. Stammer comes out, scores a fucking what I thought again to be a weak goal. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting at home watching it. I'm thinking, here we go. And I truly believe that I don't know if Colorado would have won at home in Game 7. I, I thought it was a must-win for them yeah. in Game 6. I, yeah. I bet them in Game 6 thinking, if it goes back to 7, how nervous Kemper will be, how nervous they all would be. We got a little taste of it in Game 5, seeing how much pressure there was on them. I'm like, they need to win this fucking hockey game. Yeah, you're right. Come out, score, <laughs> get a stinker. I'm like... You're, yeah, yeah, you're right. I... But then they just... They just started skating. They poured it on. Yeah, they started pouring it on. McCarr took over. McKinnon started to shoot the puck. I don't know if you noticed that, but he hadn't been shooting the puck. He's trying too much throughout that series. Yeah. And he just wasn't himself. He couldn't find his scoring touch. Well, he did. What a pass by Bo Byram, our boy. Yeah, fucking right. Can't he's getting on that, that score you know, sheet. Like that. So when he's going like this, he's already seeing Nate over there. Yeah. And he sold it a second. Mm-hmm. And Put it right on his tape. And Young they- D-men out there, make that flat pass right on the tape. And then Nate from under the fucking dots, from under the circles, it was a great camera angle by ESPN. Just beats the old big cat. Great goal. That was a huge great goal. Great goal, yeah, yeah. And then Lekkinen. Lekkinen all series. That was his first goal of the final. I said What before, a goal. Yeah, I said Cross the body, far side shelf. I text Cooley. I go, 62 needs to score tonight. Because he's been great all the playoff. But he hadn't been great in the final. And boom. What a shot. Did you see that play with Belmar where Manson's stick was under his arm and... What did you think of that? Yeah, that happens. That happens. Yeah, fuck. Get it in the happens. box. <laughs> hey. I thought it happens. Um, Updog, one thing I want to talk to you about was, you know, maybe more off days in between travel days. I know this was a different year, but I think when they fly cross country, that extra day, I don't know. I think it's something for them to think about. Because I thought in game four when we were watching it that both teams looked tired. In overtime, they could barely skate. Could barely I, we skate, thought, yeah. no, they were probably flying. It just didn't look like it on TV. <laughs> maybe, were, maybe we're the tough angle we, we had at that big thing. screen at we Dirk's Bentley Park. <laughs> um, no, you make a good point. And the NBA's done it. And I think to the fan, it's like, shit, we got two days with no hockey. But at the end of the day, like you just said, Obes, you get faster pace. You get guys, in case it does go to overtime, they got more energy. Goalies are usually reset. Um, it, it provides a better experience. Yeah, I, I just a think better brand. Yeah, between games two and three next year, yeah. I think like give them the extra day, right? Mm-hmm. That way, you know, both teams stay overnight. Colorado can stay the extra day with their family or fly there right after. Tampa gets an extra day on the back end. I just think it's going to, because you know what it's like flying cross country. So I can't imagine after playing that many playoff games how you feel. Would have game seven been just one day later? Yeah. Wow. NHL just get this over with. Yeah, they, Man, now, mind you, it's almost July. They need to get this done. Yeah. But uh, that's because they shut the season down for COVID. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So they had no choice but yeah. to. Great job getting it done, though, eh, boys? It was great. Yeah. It was it was great. Um, Kale McCarr, 
Um, wins the wins the con Smythe, which we all thought. The only defensemen besides him to win the Norris and the Conn Smythe in the same year are, listen to this, Bobby Orr and Nicholas Lindstrom. How are you? It's insane. That ain't bad company there. Bobby Orr's stats are ridiculous. McCarr's Bobby Orr 2.0. Yeah, but he's never going to win like a couple scoring titles. No. But, he's, but he is. <laughs> that's only because McDavid and Matthews yeah. are here. But. Two scoring titles. I think he won seven Norrises in eight years. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So a- anyway, but he is a modern day Bobby Orr, and he deserves the you know the accolades. What he did this year is is amazing. He's twenty three years old. It's crazy. Speaking of a boy twenty three years old, I saw some of him and Taves after, and Taves was like, "Yeah, I told him if he won the Norris that I guess McCarr was on the plane. This is not National League. Watching his shows on his phone. Didn't even have an iPad. So Taves told him if you win the Norris Trophy, I'll buy an iPad." Just a little. Nice. I would say, McCarr, do yourself a favor by yeah. ten iPads. And just have you give them out to everybody. Just have them. Right? Just, yeah, but yeah, whatever. you know, yeah, you just won the you won the Norse and the Smythe. But to your point, how young he is, twenty three years old. The guy's watching a show on his TV on his phone on the back of the bird. Someone teach this kid something I, other I, than how to skate because he's got that down. That was another great interview. By I, I don't want to get into some of the questions that were asked after. You know, I don't want to get into it. I kind of do, but I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you have to. There was a couple knows. questions, though. What what would what's, what are you going to do with the cup? <laughs> Imagine answering that one truthfully. <laughs> ah, you know, so I just want to take gonna... a couple pictures with the boys. Okay? I'm like, that's it? That's it? What are you going to do with that thing? I would have just... Uh, anyways, um, you know, Landy did say she... There was a question about a copycat league, and Landy said, get yourself a Kale McCarr. If you can find yourself a Kale McCarr. That's how good. Like, even you're the captain of your team, you know, a guy who had 11 goals, 11 assists, notices. This, this guy's our best player. He'll be the best D-man in the league for a long, long time. No kidding. Right? No like, kidding. He's got the size. He can handle physical play. Yeah. He skates better than anyone. And he just won a cup in a Norris. And, and, and he's already got the cup in Norris. Yeah. Like, Boom. Check cheddar like a food inspector. Yeah. Um, Landis Cog, but uh, Landy, what? I mean, it was awesome. I just, to see him get it, uh, I sent him a text today saying, I, I, congratulations, buddy. I knew you were a special player when I met you, but he was special, more a special person when I met you for the first time. So for him to get it done, he said he had a picture of the Avalanche from winning in 01 in his room in Sweden until he left to go to Kitchener in the OHL. And he said, once I got drafted by the Avs, I knew someday I was, or I was going to do whatever I could to be in another picture. So. Sweet. He was in there. Yeah, good for him. Um, Love Landy. Your boy, Alice Newhook, third Newfoundland. The third Newfie ever to win. Ah, that player. fucking rock is going to be rocking and rolling, I tell you. No The kidding. East Coast. I, I actually, I want to know when he's going back. Maybe I swing it. I got the little guy getting born here at the end of August, but maybe I'd make it back. Man, that's a good He's going to get the cup fucking dead last, though. Right? Or does it matter with travel? How does that work? Does no, it, it, it matters travel, travel but it might start. It might start in the U.S. here and then go boom up to like maybe it goes east coast to west coast in Canada and then it bombs over to Europe. But it ain't going to Russia. They said that. No, I know. But like does does it go by seniority? Like does Eric um, Johnson get it first? And then. No, no. I, I think it just it, do, it goes by the travel. It goes by the travel. It goes by travel. Yeah. So I always say maybe like, it goes to Stockholm and then Stockholm hits the Newfoundland on the way back or something. Yeah, it'll do something maybe, like maybe, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you can go. Fuck how shiny is that thing? Fuck, if you Isn't go to, it the sexiest looking If you go thing? to Newfoundland, you're taking a puddle jumper over to Ireland. We're going to go. Oh, yeah. There, yeah. Did you book that hotel? No, not yet. It's a good one. That, the Stanley Cup, is, isn't it something? It's the prettiest thing. I get emotional every time I see it. I get still jealous. Yeah. 
Like still. Like fuck. I know. I, it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. I it, what what kind of emotions do you get? You know what? You kind of like fuck. I wish I tried harder. <laughs> or like fuck. I wish. I say fuck. I wish you know Matt Sundin would have been Matt Sundin of old his first year. I wish fucking yeah. the Sundins would have not got abused by Bully. I wish Bobby Lou would have mixed in a few more saves. I know. I wish in Nashville we would have had one more pure goal score the year we lost to Vancouver. And I probably wish I didn't take as many penalties in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I know. We, yeah, we ran into a buzzsaw in San Jose yeah. conference final. And then in Philly, we faced off against Sid, Flurry, and Malkin in their heyday with you guys fucking Gonchar and uh, Hosa. It was like, fuck. If you guys we had needed a, a goalie. You guys have a goalie. I think you win one there. <sighs> it's tough. Loops. We still serve. Yeah, it sucks. It's tough. It's tough. Um, the shiny mug is just the mug. So and, nice. and just the, I was going to say, it's so nice, like... Every time they interview guys right away after, everyone's speechless. Like, nobody really knows what to say, right? Like, Landy's first interview. And no, and like, you know what? They can't take the eyes off where the thing is, where the cup is. It's nuts because it's staring at you. It's like it's just, it's been there for 110 years. You're just like, fuck. just want to like take bo- this thing. It's like the boys back in Hollywood when we were across from the fucking whatever model agency table. We're like, holy shit, what's going yeah, on? Yeah. What's going on? Okay. Who's there? What's whose table? How do we get that table there? There's another six-footer. <laughs> God. Um, Alex Newhook, congratulations. That's awesome. Bull Byron, we talked about him. I mean, if there's a Stanley Cup party that I might invite myself to is the Byron's one. Yeah, yeah. His old man, Sean. No, we didn't thank him for coming on. Yeah, oh, he's, he's a, a beauty. beauty. He's a beauty. By the way, that was a great interview. I uh, might crash, but I might crash that the, Stanley Cup party. The um, pride of uh, Cranbrook, British Columbia. Robbie, really and, Scotty, Robbie yeah. and Scotty Niedermeyer. So those, he'll have those mountains rocking and rolling up there. I yeah, Bull, we're coming. Bull, Wait, what do you think? Bull yeah. commented on our Instagram. Princey put a picture of him holding up, holding up the mug above his head. He said, is, this, is that good or is this good? <laughs> yeah, it's good, <laughs> but it's, it's fucking it's, really good. But you're 21 years old or is he 20? It's He's good. 21. He just turned 21 in June. God, how about that? First year in the league. He's, he's healthy. He just proved he's a top pair defenseman. Oh. He's going to be a rich kid. He looks fucking mint out there. He's silky. He's my favorite defenseman. He is he? Yeah, yeah he's my like favorite him. defenseman right now. Yeah. Um, Kadri, great quote. For, for anyone out there that thought it was a liability out there, you can kiss my ass. Um, all the way to him. the bank. All the way to the bank. I heard the Flyers are going to make, because Torch is in there now, I heard the Flyers are making a huge push at him. There's a lot of teams that like, could. He'd be a good flyer, though. Bring him in, yeah, name yeah. him captain, play under Torch. I don't know if he wants to go to Philly. I don't know. I don't know Nas that well. Nah, well, that like no, but this is where we talked about this, and we talked about it on air uh, in Denver. I said, "Fucking, there hasn't been very many seasons where Philly like will go bad, bad, bad." They fixed shit. Yeah, and at least they used to. Kadri coming in would be a big fix. Knowing you know, if you're another free agent, you see Kadri signing there, you're like, okay, you know, yeah. they're trying to turn things around. They're spending money. They're not going to go through a full rebuild. They're paying this guy. This guy doesn't want to come and play for a for a shitty team. Yeah, no, they, they they need. You're right. They need to turn around quickly because Chuck Fletcher, who I have a lot of respect for, was assistant GM in Anaheim when I was drafted. He's out of bullets. Torts is his last. Yeah, bullet. and Torts isn't going to go Torts, through a rebuild. No, Torts is uh, announced already. This is his last coaching thing. Mm-hmm. So he signed a four year deal. I think he's got two years to make something happen. What's Kaj you get? I'm hearing eight, like nine, eight or nine bananas. Eight million, nine million bucks. I'm hearing for, like for um, eight, seven years. How are you? He's thirty-one. What? That's I'd what I'm. Surprised. I don't like that. We just had I some would people be surprised with that term. I wouldn't be surprised with the number. 
Seven, eight years pushing to 38. Like, I mean, get, someone... You can only get seven. No, oh, yeah, yeah. If you reach out to the Colorado, I'll get eight. 38 years old for Nazem Kari. I mean, deserves the nine. I mean, the last two years of the deal, no matter what, he's probably going to be... He's done. Yeah. It's a Canadian pension plan, as Cool said yesterday. Is it? <laughs> it was the last two years of it. Like, contract like that, let's be honest. The guy's on a Canadian pension plan. Yeah. God, that's so. good money. But he, I mean, fuck. He, he proved, The man, goal he scored in game four, he deserves, I mean... He played unbelievable, dude. What a, what a goal. Um, and then this guy, Nicholas <laughs> Abe Kubel. I mean, I thought about this. There's one of two ways you can look at it. You can be like, holy fuck, you dropped her. Fuck, she's already dented, boys. Let's yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, bud. You, now there's nothing to worry about. Let's just take this thing all over the place and really dent her up because you know she was getting a few dents, but I just don't know why Landy didn't bring the cup with him to the team picture. I guess he was the last one to maybe hoist over his head and then the team picture happened. Yeah, he probably, no, at that time, I wanted to say, was there, no, yeah, none of the family were on yet, right? No, not yet. Okay, so it was, it was just the team. So he had to have been one of the last guys and they were probably sitting there like together, like taking a pick and he's like, I'll bring it over. Like, you know, Yeah. and he almost fucking killed McKinnon with it. Like it, it, a good thing he held on to it because it would have, it would have fucking, it would hurt so much. (laughs) And then EJ came flying in late. EJ jumped on everyone. EJ's not a light guy, but that picture too. Talk about another thing when jealousy and, you know, like you said, getting emotional. Like when they all just finally have it sitting there with the number one finger up. Like, I mean, Oppie, do you, do you think we'll ever not be jealous of this or? No. I, I think it's a, it's a forever, you know, we've been watching Stanley Cup be given out for 35 years, right? So it's, it's, it was always a dream. And now that the dream is kind of come and gone as a player, it's still like, fuck, how do I get it? You know? Yeah. Us, it would have to be, we'd have to go, we'd have to start fucking scouting. But <laughs> hey, this guy's a good young player here, eh? <laughs> what do we got to do? I ain't fucking scouting. No, but like Johnny Michael Lyles, like, you know, would he feel like that's he won? A, does, it, does he feel like he, win, he won that cup this year? He worked hard. Fucking yeah, that would know, be, the boys, Kiefer, they work hard. That would be our best approach is that we get hired by a team, which is probably not going to happen to begin with, but <laughs> is that they hire us and then we win it and then maybe we. I don't know if Kyle Keith gets a day with the cup though, does he? No, but you go around. You and go it's around. Yours. And you party. actually get to. Yeah, I mean, you touch it. You can lift it. Yeah. You're fucking. All, you know, get a ring. I still don't. Or think you I coach, would. or you fucking say, "I got the D here. Let's go. We're rolling for <laughs> Macar. Go out there. Just stay on the ice. Yeah. I and think you become if you're a D a, coach. If I think if I was a, a coach or a scout or a manager or something, I lift it over my head. But if I was, and this is no, dist- I love Kyle Keefe. He deserves, a little, I, I still don't think I would put it over my head if I was just doing media, but I would take the Stanley Cup ring and fucking enjoy the next 10 days in Denver with it. Mm-hmm. And they deserve that. I mean, Kiefer and, and Lyles and Rycroft, they work hard all year. It's um, the hardest fucking trophy to win. By. It's sexy trophy, isn't it? It's the best. <laughs> it's the best. Um, what's next for Colorado? It's a good question. They have $26 million in cap space next year. Um, the biggest thing is Nate McKinnon's on a very friendly $6.3 million contract for one more year. So um, I think it all comes down to, do you think Nate takes a little bit less? Like, you know, he's probably going to get, he could get 12, right? McDavid's making 12 and a half. He could probably get 12, but I think, you know, if you take 10 and a half or 10 to 11, a little haircut, then you can, because you know, I know the cap's going up, but like sometimes one or $2 million for your depth. Look at the way Tampa has been able to get guys at the deadline. Exactly. Right. A million exactly. bucks here, like 
a million five. One of your guys go down. You need you need to fill in like. Yeah, I think what was proven this year is you can't win just like relying on you know normal guys. Guys get hurt. You guys got to fill in. You know, third, fourth line guys are so important. Mm-hmm. I mean, we give exactly. it to Cog, we give it to Cogs, but Cogs fucking came played in and he, he did. He played, he played great. unbelievable. Like what? A, and Sakic talked about it, like just about how happy he was that these older guys get to like yeah. finally experience the cup, right? But Helm and Cogliano were two. Two I guess, of the best fucking fourth line guys in the playoffs. I guess Cogs gave a great speech after Game Five. Did he? Yeah, I don't know exactly what was said, but it was. You know, and we had heard in Denver that since Cogs got in there, that yeah, he, he you know, bus, he's he on the bus. Younger. He brought the younger guys and the older guys together. He was a glue guy. So, um, I respect that. Uh, we got through the ease, the season up, dog. We did it. Um, I want to thank you for all your hard work, Banger Maxi. We couldn't have done it without you. It was a great season. What do you give the Stanley Cup playoffs? One out of ten. From game one, where I was motherfucking the refs and going about it on Twitter till the other night when you saw that. One out of ten, what are you giving her up, dog? Sorry to put you on the spot. That wasn't no, in the rundown, but take your time if you need some time. No, I, I mean, I got to see. I saw fucking five, five playoff games. No, I know. Live. And they were all fucking ten out of ten. Like, I loved all of them. So like the total experience, and I, I just fucking. Think about all the penalties we we're complaining about. At the I start put the, of the three year. TVs up together in the first round, so I could see all the games at the same time. I'm talking. I'm gonna whole, say. I'm gonna say the NHL. You know, did they handle the suspensions and the calls, and you know those fucking tight goals, and maybe too many men's, and I'm gonna say it was a, it was an eight out of ten. That's exactly what I got, fella. I would have said eight or nine. Because it's, yeah, you know, I think the best team won. That's important. I think the most outstanding player was given to the most outstanding player. Uh, McDavid and, and Dreisaitl made it to the conference final. I think that's a bonus for the mm-hmm. league. Um, Sidney Crosby's knocked out in the first round, and that that's tough. That yeah, was tough. That was. Um, on a bad call. If Sid doesn't get knocked out, New York doesn't fucking. I'm gonna say it could have been a Colorado Pittsburgh Stanley Cup final, which would have been a fucking great storyline. I think if Pitt gets by the Rangers, they may be gold. I, I, I they're, I don't I know. know. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna well, give they it. Have a fucking goalie. I know, but Jari was just coming back. Uh, I know, but the guy's eating spicy pork. <laughs> I'm gonna give it eight out of ten. The, the start of the playoffs was a joke. It's still a joke. Next year, these rookie refs that are doing the first round, put your fucking whistles away. We don't care about you. Well, I hope they learn from the veteran refs. Goaltender interference needs to be adjusted. And the fucking offside rule. I don't know if we need it anymore. We don't need it anymore. They need to figure out goalie interference. And for me, it still wasn't physical enough. The battle's in front of the net. I mean, I, I think it's officially over ups. I think I can come on this podcast because it's ours and say it. But I, I think the days of the battling's over in front of the net. Now, saying that, guys block shots more than I've ever seen in my yeah, life. So nuts. I'm not saying these guys aren't tough. They're just as tough. But for me watching it, I do miss those battles. You know, we're going to get into the Unrivaled. We got our guest coming on, Darren McCarty, today. You know, obviously we're not going to go back to those days, but I miss the battles in front of the net. But it was a great playoff. I just think the, the, there's too many goaltender interference situations uh, and the offside. I don't know if we – I don't know. I could maybe get rid of that. By that, you mean just cancel it out. Yeah, let's get rid of it. It's almost like it needs to be a time limit. There needs to be like a if if the puck goes in and it's been in there for more than ten seconds, 
whether you got in onside or not, it's fucking, it's off. Yeah. Now, if it's an offside and the guy just goes in and it rips one, like on that play right there, then they can look at it. They can't go back and check if the guy was offside like 10 seconds later. Yeah, I agree. It, it was a great playoff, like you said. Uh, we got to see some of it live. Congrats to the NHL. Congrats to all the players. Um, it was unbelievable. So, Our next segment brought to you by our good friends at Canadips, Lip Boomers, promo code Curfew Cali. The NHL awards up, dog. Did you pick Matthews at the start of the year to win the heart? I thought you did. I think I did. I think you Princey. did. Um, oh, I, thought, I, listen, both picked I thought I thought Matthews deserved the heart. I thought Ted Lindsay would go to Connor, but obviously the guys in the league, you know, this year were forward. It's hard to score goals. They gave it to Matthews for scoring 60. McCarr is the best player on the planet. I, I just, Yossi had more first place votes. I guess there was a couple of these jerk off writers that get a vote that didn't have Yossi in the top five. I know. But, you know, they, did the NHL want McCarr to win the Norris and the it's a great little, story conspira now. And little conspiracy? It's a great story that. now. Yeah. I mean, I lost a thousand bucks to Cody Libel. That's what I'm pissed about. Tough couple weeks, Banger. Fuck, I might need another job. You got any jobs at Summer League Boys or what, a towel boy or something? What can I do there, Banger? Water boy. Down Obes, get you with one of those uh, brooms. or. I'd be good like that, under the hoop. Yeah, under the hoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be <laughs> squeezy, boy. If you want to run around the concourse with me, Banger. I average about thirty to 40,000 steps a day. Banger, you know a couple things about me in Vegas. I don't run. <laughs> Especially Vegas, bud. Hey, come on. Hey, maybe he does a lot of other things. Maybe I'll lose. <laughs> that gets his heart rate up. I run at night around there sometimes. But, Seen uh, him run through the. Hey, the Fitbit says you're working out no matter yeah. what. It doesn't you ever have to seen be running. this guy been taken down by a rhino? <laughs> <laughs> I have. Thirty thousand steps. Yeah, wow. I, like average twenty five thousand, but like on the the, the busy days, like I twenty might, uh, thirty thousand plus. I might slide in for a night. I'm thinking about sliding in for a night. We're not going yeah. to draft anymore, right? So. I don't think we're going to the draft. Too hard to get there. Too hard to get Fucking to Montreal. Canada. You hear the you see the airport still? It's a joke. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, we're not going. Up there. Um, and then Mo Sider with the Calder. I thought that was great. Shout out to our boy Zegris. He was looking sharp. Great suit on Zegris. Great suit. <sighs> Good hair. I wonder what he did after the <laughs> after the event day. Eh? You right. would probably yeah. You would probably know that Tampa. He'd probably got the lineup in Tampa. I know. A couple of the old pups back there, in eh? the day. Yeah, I, I bet you. I wonder if you went across to Jackson's is a good spot in Tampa. Still, what there. about uh, my place isn't there anymore. My place was called the Rack. It was the actually, Rack. Love the Rack. Sushi and sushi pool. and pool. Yeah, loved it. It was great. What a concept. It was awesome. Fucking sashimi and fucking eight ball. <laughs> you would have loved it. Corner pocket. You would have. You would have. You would have been getting your sushi paid for by your pool game, which we saw in Denver when you were. I know. I did take. Down, I took down McCarr's younger brother the night before the game. Nice. Like in pool or? In pool. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Huh? Hey, I'm just. It was, it was Pride Week, but let's, go, let's just be honest here. Hey, it's just the way it came out of your mouth. In I pool, was. Fella, I pool. don't fell. You were putting. You still got it. You in got the pool? it. From, yeah, from, the, four, from the four ball days, you still got it. Thanks, bud. Yeah, you and Loops, man. You guys used to kick my ass. The more licked I get, I was having a. It's yeah. a good bar. That's 7,000. Good bar there. Um, shout out to Paul Maurice getting hired in Florida. Sorry, that NHL Awards was presented by Canadips. Promo code curfew Cali. Coaching updates. Paul Maurice to Florida. I think it's great. I think it's great. Yeah. I, I think it's good. Guy's be guy. Yeah. I think the players Details. like it. Details. 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 Been there. Confident. Fuck, how's his tank going to be? Unreal. Right? Unreal. What kind I of car is he going to drive? Probably something nice. Oh, yeah. You see the odds on the Stanley Cup came out? I did today. Yeah. Colorado. Toronto. Toronto. Florida. Yeah. Top three. 
I think I might jump my. I think I might. I think I might go Vegas next year, all in on Vegas. But we could talk about that another day. But I, I think, think you wait and play this out again. I think you're. I gotta safe, wait and see what they do. Might be Colorado again. I gotta see. I gotta wait till after UFA and all this stuff. Although Kadri, no Kadri, that's a hundred points right there. I know they got twenty six million. I guess that'll go up fast. But um, and then I wanted to give some love to Luke Richardson. I played with Richie in uh, or uh, in Tampa when I was a rookie. Uh, he drove a Harley to the brink for practice, which I knew you would love. And then he had the best quote, one of the best quotes I've ever heard. Uh, he was always stretching. I was like, I never stretched. Dude. I'm 23 years old. I'm like, I'm like, Luke, you stretch all the time, bud. Like, what's going on here? He's like, stretch the body, stretch the career robes. And I should have listened to him later on because he's absolutely <laughs> right. He was absolutely right. So congrats to him. I think it's a great signing for the Blackhawks. Yeah. He's, he's a great guy. Chi-Town, United Center. Yeah. He's going to light that place up. He was tough. Tough oh, player. Man. He, but he would ride the Harley to practice. I was 23 years old. Watch this guy ride the Harley to practice. Speaking Look of stretching, I, back-to-back days of yoga. I'm feeling good. Yeah, The eh? shit coming out of my body, I'm telling you in there, that hot yoga. Fuck, I don't know how you do hot yoga. Huh? It was there. just the... Well, dying I haven't had a good sweat in a while. <laughs> just, it's been a while. Yeah, it's nice I don't even fucking work out anymore. I just got to get sweating. Um, up here, our, next, our guest today is Darren McCurry, like we talked about. I've watched Unrivaled twice now. I watched it one and a half times. It's I'm gonna insane. Say, Claude Lemieux, congrats to Claude. I thought he handled himself like a pro. I thought the His way they answers did that were was great. awesome. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought it was a one-sided show. And then all of a sudden, I see Pepe Lemieux come on stage, and I'm like, wow, this is going to be awesome. Because what better way to honor hockey and, and the, the kind of the crazy times and that the shitty things that you might have done as a player and facing it and what it's like and the mental part of it, like they left it all out there. I can't wait to talk to you. Yeah. And like you would know this more than me because you're, you know, a, a father. And, you know, when he talked about, you know, off the ice stuff and the threats and I'm, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm worried about, I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. It was we coming understand out. why he meets the way he is. Yeah. He was coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Claude Lemieux as a player, man. I know. I he know. was a fucking. Clutch, like you said yesterday when I was talking to you. Clutch, competitor, tough. tough. Fucking in your face. God, Con that Smythe was a winner as the fucking, as the most hated player in hockey. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. And God, that Jofa bucket that he it wore was kind, terrible. Kind of would have been like Kadri almost in modern day winning this Con Smythe this year, kind of. Right? Yeah. I mean, Cla Claude with that Jofa bucket and that Weldon Pfizer wasn't perfect. But like, <laughs> what else was he going to wear back he then? He was good, was man. Like, and a beast. You see him in his interviews, like oh, his yeah. jawline. He's a little tank. Yeah, he's a tank. Man. I, a, that's an effective player in the 90s right there. It was great. Shani was saying, Shani said that Claude went by him and said, you haven't won anything. You're a fucking loser. <laughs> and Shani said, if we don't, he was that much of a competitor that if we don't be as ruthless or what I know the word to use as him, we don't have a chance. We don't have a chance. Those guys were warriors, man. Like, I sit here and talk to you about when we played. Fuck. When those guys played the I 90s. Know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and like, mean, even just before then, the, the Kelly Chases oh, and the Tony Twists. and like, Those guys are, fuck. I mean, they would have kicked the shit out of me. Yeah, nuts. Every night. Like, yeah, every yeah. night I would have got the yeah, shit kicked Yeah, to all down. you guys out there who are older than us and you might listen to this podcast, yeah. we understand. Yeah, you guys, you guys were fucking were, tough. I mean, I but that's what we watched. And that's how we knew how to play hockey. I mean, I didn't fucking obviously do it like you did, but no one did it like they did. No one did it like they did. Like, there's not a guy wearing a visor out there. There's fights. There's high sticks. There's boardings. There's elbow wings. There's... How about the glass? Just the, when when that foot got his fucking face smacked up against the glass, and it doesn't move. It's like hitting the fucking floor of a of a of a you know fucking glass table. It was 
Exactly. Or like a windshield. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't move. It doesn't. Now that now it moves. Yeah. These young God. kids nowadays have no idea what it's like to get hit into those boards. When we first came in the league, the boards were like that. The seamless glass of the saddle dome was saddle awful. Oh there were some other places that was awful. But that hit against foot, my he was cut for twenty. They see the goose egg on the bench when he came back. It looked like it was like it was like pulsating because yeah, yeah. like it had nowhere to go. He was pissed. <laughs> I can't wait to talk to McCarty about all this stuff. But um yeah, like you said, we, you know, I sit here talking about how our era was tough and that that era uh, makes us look like a bunch of pussies. My, my highlights is I typically hate French accents. Patrick Waugh has the best French yeah, accent yeah, in the yeah. world. Like this guy. You know how badass Patrick Waugh was. I love Patrick Waugh. He was so nasty. And I, and I was watching with Christina last night, and she's like, who's that guy? I go, he's the best goalie of all time. Yeah. He is, and he was fucking big and tough, and he said, fuck you to everybody. Yeah, and his accent is great. Yeah. Like I, I, I love Patty, Patty Wall, man. Patty Wall, man. Best style, coho pads, sick mask all the time. Yeah. I, I knew I was getting traded out of Colorado when they talked to everyone on the team, like even Bordalo, the fourth liner, hadn't talked to me. And I, I remember going to Cod, I'm like, can you just get me on the phone with Patty Wall before I, like, before I get traded here? Can you just let me talk to Patty? Because I think if I talk to him, I might have a chance. And he's like, ah, it's already done, Obes. You're fucking done. So I had beers at... Um there's a great Italian restaurant in Fort Lauderdale. Um, it's the one that kind of goes off into the nightclub. It's owned by this Philly guy, Moderanos. And Fact Daddy's in there. So I'm sitting at the bar with, I, I might have had a chick with me. And Fact Daddy comes up to say hi. And there's Patty Wall walking in. And sure enough, I'm like, fuck, this is badass. And Patty Wall's like, are you hanging out with this guy? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, he's a good man. Yeah. He said about, he said Factor. about Factor yeah. way back when. And I just remember being like, fuck yeah, this guy's a legend. Like, yeah, like I just thought, I told Cot, like, if you, I think Patty would have loved me. But um, I love his accent. Another highlight for me, Brandon Shanahan. I, I chirp him sometimes about being a president, but what, what, what a player. Yeah. Right? He changed it. I mean, the, if you look at the timeline, he changed that whole franchise. Changed the whole around. thing. One of my favorite lines from it was he's like, I'm going into a pile. I get hit with a high stick and it cuts me out of the eye. <laughs> And I just said, I'm grabbing somebody. Somebody's <laughs> fucking getting it. <laughs> Somebody's fucking getting yeah. it. Uh, he just what a great his, player, though. No shoulders. No sh his, his shirt came no down. No teeth. Fucking hitting. Scoring. He looked like Razor Ramon out there. He did kind of like Razor Ramon. <laughs> he, he had a toothpick in there, probably just like. I, I mean, he was such a good player. I mean, yeah. I've, I've yeah, he was one of the guys that I, when I played against him, being like, this guy's fucking tough and yeah. badass. And, and he's got three cups. He's playing hit. now at MSG. It's like, it was, he, what a career. And fight. Yeah, what like, a career. Um, and then, Sergey Fedorov. I want to talk about this guy that does some fucking, how sick was his style? Yeah. The Nike gear? Yeah, the Nike wheels I, are sick. I saw one highlight. He was playing D, and they went like opening face off. They went D to D to him. He looked like, he looked like Makar. He was like, yeah. hit the guy in the middle. Like, Oh, he's nasty. Oh. And just a, a quick shout out to our boys at, at Lip Sweaters, our NFTs. By the way, those guys do the Nike wheels that Fedorov have. Some of those NFT avatars are going to have those Nike wheels. It, they were the best looking wheel. I wore those for a year. I remember when I went into this, the skate shop with my dad as a kid and got those. I was prob probably fucking, actually, I got a picture, too, that I saw not too long ago playing, like, playing Pee Wee Selects or something, and I had him on, and I'm like, how do you get those back? Oh, man, he looks so good. Like, his just helmet, his ah, Nike helmet. Gretzky wore him, too, after that. With his hair mm -hmm. and his Nike gloves. His speedo. And he had speed. his tongues out, and he was banging Kornikova, and what other pro tennis player was he banging yeah. back in the day? 
I think Beret first started banging Kornikova, and then he did after him. Oh, wow. Is that right? I think that was the... She liked the hockey boys. She did. And then they showed the boys on the golf course afterwards, and, and eh, the boys had some tough style, but Svetoroff, sick Nike golf shirt on, sick Nike Tough golf. track, too, eh? I mean, he was so good. I yeah. forgot how good he was. And how yeah, the, the, the last 10 minutes of that, you see, like, Sergey go off oh, with the skill, right? You're like... Skill. And then my last thing is Draper's still pissed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you forgive him? No. And that's how it ended. I know. He's still pissed. I guess I would... It would be like Binger, Max, you guys probably haven't seen it yet, but it would be like if I put your face right here, your cheekbone right here, and I let the up dog just take a run at you and drive your face right into there. That's what he did to it. That's what he did to him. Yeah. Like, it was just fucking gnarly. Shatter City. The whole thing. That sounds gnarly. Yeah. yeah. And the list of injuries... Like when the trainer came on yeah. and listed off all his injuries, it was it was gnarly. Yeah, so it's... I can see why he's still pissed, but I don't know. It's been a long time. You think it would be kind of I don't know. Would you get <laughs> Would you get over it? Like no, fuck no. no. But uh, during the show, you might yeah, at the end maybe you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck him now. You know I'm now forty fucking eight years old. Like yeah, I got fucking my three cups. And the whole Draper's got three cups, right? Yeah, yeah, three or four. And the whole, I guess, I don't know what's the right word. Um, coincidence? No. Claude Lemieux is Mo Sider's agent. Is that a coincidence? Yeah. Um, or the karma? Karma, I guess. No, no, no. Karma's it's, it's a, a, it's no, it's karma's a, a better word. Or like... No, he's that agent of the young little kid now. The best defenseman. The you know, big, like, right-handed German fucking demon that won the Calder, Calder Trophy. Mo Sider. Moritz Sider. Yeah. Claude's his agent. So it was just like, it's weird how the most hated guy in Red Wings history is now the agent of... Their best their next, player. Maybe, you know, Nick Lister or something. So to anyone out there who hasn't seen Unrivaled, it is unbelievable. Mark Crawford was great in it. Sackick was great in it. Ricci was great in it. He's yeah. a fucking beauty. Um, it was awesome. Yeah, I it, mean, was it, a, was awesome. it was a it was a great show. We need more of those shows. Yeah. Hockey's the best sport in the world. It was awesome. So um, last but not least, uh, the Hall of Fame. Daniel Henrik Sedin and my boy Bobby Lou. And Daniel Arvidsson, our boy Bobby Lou. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously Luongo. I mean, a lot of Swedes in there this year. Luongo, just the consistency factor. of I, I played for him with two seasons, just the consistency of the way he played and, and this and that. And then the Twins. Um, some people were, like, a little bit surprised they were first ballot, but uh, I got no problem with these guys' ups. I was never a huge Alfredson fan because I grew up a Leafs fan, but what do you think about these was boys? Was this the in? first time they were allowed to be in the... Louie and the Sedins are first ballot. Wow. Yeah. Alfie. Uh, some guys who got snubbed. Tergeron, Brindamore, Ronick, Fleury, Zetterberg. Hall of Fame's hard, man. Hall of Fame's hard. So Zetterberg didn't get in and these guys... Zetterberg hasn't got in on this. I think that was his second time eligible, second or third. And he captain one and has another one. So he's got two. Yeah. It's just hard to get in, man. It's hard to get in. Um, yeah. Congrats to those boys. Um, Updog, great season, fella. We got Darren McCarty coming up right now. I'm excited for this interview. This guy's a beauty. Um, Let it go. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. <laughs> Big Bro. Mac, what's up, bud? Uh, what's up? Look at you. Ah, <laughs> uh, balance. Pleasure. Buddy, how we doing? Oh, wow. Oh, you ain't missing the sun, bro. I no. love it. No, fuck. Obi's got the best tan in fucking the Western Hemisphere. Jesus Christ. That's good to see. That's because hey, he's all. See. You know, it's like I tell Draper, retired means I don't want to. 
do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's hey, what it means. Big Mac, if you can't what? if you can't tone it, tan it, eh, fellow? That's what I'm going with. If you if you can't tone it, tan it. Set in the tone, kid. Set in the tone. <laughs> you were you were ten years behind when you should have started. You Buddy, know, so hey, we, we you, just, you lost out in that. We, but yeah. uh no, we just you, said you that we, we just said that after watching your un because sometimes we talk about our era, right? And then me and Uppy looked at each other and we're like Let's talk about the '90s. We would have got fucking murdered out there. Like, just you guys were fucking animals. You guys would have survived, but you would have because you would have figured out how to navigate, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you got to figure out which animal of the wild are you. And and it's it's sort of you uh, on the food chain, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not playing that. Uh, you know, you're Lion King. You're not up there in the line. There's some big Mufasas out there. Oh yeah, fuck. And even even like that's what I always loved, Obi. And this is why I love listening to it, sort of break it down because you know we lived in the trenches. You know, whereas uh, like I was the forward and you were like the D, and and it was that battle, but it was a psychology. Oh, wow. Even too, there was still that respect that we learned, and you know too that if you had a guy on your team, like if I had Proby, like my first year, or then even the cup years, I had Joey, and I get to be second dog, and I got Shanny there who's teaching me how to be, you know, a better power forward cerebrally. Um, that's the uh, that's the blessing. That's the one thing that I think really popped into my head with unrivaled is you know what like brendan shanahan like what he did you know not only for us as a team yeah. but i knew all along is that you know he he came in and joey kosher was sort of like the invisible fencing for us younger guys but uh shanny like taught marty the point the scoring aspect of the power forward and he taught me how to pick my spots yeah yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying and yeah, obi yeah. that was the thing too is like yeah. sometimes in and guy like guys and that's scotty bowman too like i mean i had a huge leash on a lot of times but it was uh, it was also too is like i explained now is like all i want to do is be you have to tell me the why why you did it or whatever and sometimes people would say oh you pick your spots or you you know and it's no it's 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 deeper than that the psychology some guys use their sticks right some guys like cheap shots some guys like mouth off and it's a different sort of cerebral warfare and it goes on to the layers of the game. And it's always cool. You know, like I, I love the fact, you, you know, like rapper uh, reached, reached out with like a tweet and I see like uh, Colby uh, retweets it and then you guys retweet it and stuff. But it's like, because you lived it differently in the sort of way, but you are the guys that were sort of like, you know, uh, the, the, on the front lines doing the battles. So even though you, you didn't, you learn properly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you learn that right way. I have the, I talk with uh, Park, Scott Parker about this all the time. So, you know, it's, and then it's a different way. Like he's the sheriff Yeah. and it's just sort of like the, you guys, there's some of you guys that, cause I always said, oh man, I played too late. No, I played just right yeah. and got out just right. Scott Parker was a scary man. Big Mac, my rookie, my rookie year, he came over to me in San Jose. He's like, so you think you're tough, eh, kid? And I'm like, Parksy, I'm just trying to stay in this fucking league, buddy. I'm just trying to stay uh, in this right. league. See, but you love guys like Parks because there was, like, when they called the sheriff, so the reason they do that is because that means that you can, he'll let you sort of plead your case and sort of if you behave inside the lines now if the game calls for it, 
you know, you're going to have to step up. But he was always fair. Yeah. And the thing is, is the thing is, is he loved like he, when he had to do it, he loved it. Yeah. He cherished that. I mean, that's why he's a shift. But there was like, if the game didn't call for it, he's not the guy that's going out and ram, you know, ramrod and ram doing different things like that. Yeah. Well, well, Big Mac, thank you so much for joining Mr. Curfew, buddy. Me and Updog are fired up to have you. I loved watching you play. Um, the unrivaled thing, man. It, it's I've watched it twice already. It's been unbelievable. It's been yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, when did you start producing, or you know, when did you know this was going to happen? The unrivaled document E sixty. Yeah, uh, I think right around the same time it came all about when I did the sit down for the twenty five year anniversary of Father View, and it was sort of tying in. And, and you know, at the, the the back of my mind, when I heard ESPN got back into hockey, that was the thing. Is I first said yes because they're finally going to do this story. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they're going to do it, right? And we all know this, even being Canadian kids and stuff like this, to get an E360, that's a huge thing, right? Yeah. Man. So, um, and the fact the way they did it. So I think it started three months ago around, and you saw the sit down that we had. And it's just important because there's a different path in life. And the, and the biggest thing I think that to address so people know is that I'm always asked, um, is like what's drapes or what do you guys talk about you know like this because you know and this is why chris draper and you see how tighter and closer maybe than people thought it wasn't just a hockey thing it's like this is like as close to being blood as it is yeah. but it's always in my journey i need to do what's best for me and we're all our we're all our own men so i think it's like sometimes this is the and I always say it's, it's not my place how they do it, but the respect that is had now that everybody can handle it their own way. Yeah. Big Mac, do you mind if we go? I, I got a lot of notes here, buddy. Um, I want to go back to this, the, the thing I forgot. I remember watching it, but the hit that Kozlov had on foot where they said, this is where this whole shit started. Is that how you guys saw it too? When you saw footy fucking bleeding out of his face where you're like all right boys keep your head up okay running. here's the thing yeah. here's the thing Kobe. <laughs> all right if you want to draw that but in order for Kozlov to do that how what what did foot do up to that like this i'm just saying that you yeah, you tell me you tell me because let's just say you are an adam foot like you played the game like adam so you could say that so do you think Kozlov just out of nowhere did that or do you think there might have been some abuse Let's break it down when you go back and see where it was at or in the rivalry to games and stuff like this. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was just him sticking up for it. I think that that's the sort of, if you want to say that lit the fuse, right? Like that lit the, that we took this from the, or we took it from the WWE <laughs> or AEW where it's sweat. And we took it to D-Max Deathmatch. I got my Deathmatch down. I'm just going to it on, by the way. To the Deathmatch where blood tells a different story. Sweat and blood tell a different story. What I mean, it's commitment. And I think what you learned is the hatred yeah. throughout not just the, the, the players, the organizations, yeah. the media, right, to the cities, the fans. I mean, it was real, and I think they captured that really well. They did. They did. And then... You know, later on, Lemieux suckers Kozlov, and that was kind of the start of where is that where Lemieux got on your radar, and you're like, all right, here we go. Uh, he was uh, he was sort of on my radar, like 
um, when they signed remember, him. he went to Cod Smythe yeah. in Jersey. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So he was sort of, but yeah, it, yeah, sort of that. You know, like you, you just, yeah. I guess that's sort of. It didn't help, but again, it's the playoffs. You're in the conference finals. We hadn't done anything. You can't. You know, there's a difference between you try to take. Uh, um, this is the one of the things about playing for Scotty Bowman, and I see this in playing for Steve Eiserman team too. Is you got to have the high hockey IQ. You got you can't put yourself in front of the team. So it's about you know so still like because both teams are so good. You know, both teams are so good. So, um, yeah, I guess to answer your question, they were a little bit before, but I guess maybe it took it a couple levels up. Yeah. Because yeah. man, did he? That's a sucker. That's punch. a that fucking a sucker, sucker yeah. punch, man. Yeah. Mine was a cool yeah. cock. Hey, I yeah. told you. I explained. Well, that was my. I, I was gonna get to that, but that was my favorite line of the movie. Maybe like, two of my favorite lines was. was the, that's what you call a fucking cold cock. And then when you're like, Chris Draper's nickname was Nails with two Zs at the end. Those are maybe my two favorite. Well, then, and you know what? I didn't elaborate. And that is as in tough as nails. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Tough as nails. We actually had a horse table. We had standard bread. That, we, we, uh, that was our stable name, tough as nails. But, like, that's the best part. Is And, and here's the whole thing is is – there's a couple of things they didn't elaborate, but that's why we didn't think it was as bad as it was. Cause if he gets, if he gets carted off and you know, this, so we, if your guy gets carted on and, and I guess it depends on who it is also. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're like, get <laughs> like, up. Yeah. Get up. But, yeah. no, 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 like, he, uh, uh, you, know, you know, that there's certain guys and, and at different times that might have had the motif of being a soccer player. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. And they and, and they weren't Canadian. Yeah. Right? You know what they weren't they weren't Canadian. You don't, you don't have that in um but the fact so so you know, as a team and you're sort of shocked of what sort of happened. And for me, if you see this, this is like what my wife said to me, she watched it back and she wasn't with me during all this, but knows all of it, but she goes, Oh my gosh. You were right there. And I go, yeah, I was. I go, it sounded like a uh, single at Tiger Stadium on an opening day when it's 35 degrees and it's just a crack. That's what his face sounded like. It'd always be in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just sort of like didn't help it out. And it's just, you know, everything sort of escalates. And it's, uh, you know, and this is, you got to remember that it's May. Or it's May of ninety. Six and the, the, everything doesn't happen in March, so it's ten months. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's about it for a long time. That's kind of what I wanted to ask uh, D is is just like watching Claude come out on the ice without his gear on, you know, and kind of salute the crowd. And you guys probably not knowing the extent of Drapes' injuries when you find out and you see that happen and you see them win those next six months. Like in your in your mind, are you just continually like texting your? You know, well, are you dealing with it internally, and are you talking to your teammates of like this is like next year it's oh, on? What the fuck? Like nothing next- was ever. The only thing that was ever said is when I got drapes in the car. Yeah, I mean, this is what was said and what was asked. I I said to him, "Don't worry, I'll take care of it." And I yeah. said, "Where do you want to eat?" He had his job wired <laughs> shut. Yeah. Was, he wanted Nokia on the almost. So I mean, the thing that pissed you off it takes a guy with his job wired shut. Four hours to get a plate of grease on Nobi. But I was drinking back then, boys. So where we went, we were on the water. I was out in the boat. 
I was pissed drunk, so it didn't matter. So in case you're in that situation, it's yeah. a four hour. Thing, well, but no, it never was. Yeah, never was said. Never was. But it was yeah. like Shani said. It just sort of was. See, everybody knew how tight. You know, in the locker room, you know the real, real on who's tight, who's not, and you know the guys that you know you don't see that you. Like really, those guys are boys, and it's like, yeah, they're like two little kids when they're together in the, in the locker room, and you never see it. That's the beauty of our locker room. I mean, I'm always over there. Like I tell everyone, my geography and history, I learned by you know the Russians, by Igor and Slav, because <laughs> I mean they're just speaking from experience and all this stuff. No, that's not true. No, that's not true. This yeah. is the way it was, and I mean, so we were very blessed in that way. But I think that. Yeah, that's what the, this love and this like it, it really was like we read about in history. It was it was like the the closest thing to war. Yeah, to, as two battling armies over the years, and I mean you got to remember they left out how Wa got there because we blew him out in Montreal. And he asked for the trade. Yeah. He never play again. Yeah. Right? Then he went to Colorado. They missed out on that, and then you still got. 99, 2000, Ray Bork, all this, us retiring them. So, I mean, there's still a part two to the whole story and stuff like this. But, yeah. yeah. Hey, Big Mac, the thing that after Just, after they, they beat you out and, and the drapes hit, and not, there was no social media back then and everything, but the, the comments. Thank God. The, the, yeah, thank, thank God. fucking God. The comments that, that Claude made of like, they should be happy, so the player's okay. And that's like, it. I, did you guys hear any of that? You must have heard about that shit that he was saying, though, right? Bro, that's why. That's why in life. That's what it's all about. Because in life and sports, bad things happen, but you can't lose respect for a fellow human being. I don't yeah, care yeah, what it yeah. is, and the fact of the way he acted. That's why God got involved, boys. Yeah, yeah. wrote I agree. the best script ever. A little bias. Yeah, I know, but listen, I'm the star. Big, no, but, yeah. but Big Mac, <laughs> no, you are the you star. Are. You are the star, Fuck. bro. But Big Mac, even watch, even listening to the last two days, and I, and I, I have a lot of respect for Claude Lemieux, and I have more now after what you guys have done here. But Absolutely. those comments that he's saying, yeah. And I get it. He was the ultimate warrior. But I'm sitting there thinking, if that was my teammate and this motherfucker was saying this, like if that was Updog that got his face hit him. Yeah, your boy, I'm gonna dude. Kill this I'm like, going like, fucker. That's yeah. your double dog, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. not just Updog. That's your that's your dog, <laughs> yeah. right? And so you understand. And I think you get the clarity of how like there was. And when I say if I said it, I'm gonna do it. You get it. Doesn't matter how and the way it played out. I just had to be ready to react. Yeah. Right, right, ready, react, and that's a perfect storm because, you know, foot grabbed me, and he's strong as hell. And then Shady, instead of going after Lemieux, went, "Okay, Dmac," and that's the leadership, you know. Yeah. And then, and it was like, and and dude, I am so glad Dvorsky did not or did not see the knee. I, and I believe he didn't see it. No, he didn't. I drilled him so hard, and I am so like, do not ever do that. Yeah. That's the only time it's ever acceptable and to this day he's got a claude's got a nod on his head every morning to wake up to remind him not to be stupid yeah. <laughs> remember is, that is that when you cut him you think because he was leaking is that, so is I that... smashed his face yeah I, I got him i hit him pretty i hit him real good like i always said he says i didn't turtle bro i was like oh it's the hardest i've ever been hit people say it looks like a slot side glance and i said no that that i threw that punch so hard right through him it literally like it's like a car accident because I had momentum. Yeah. Right? Remember, I skated into it. Like I, you got to remember, I turned around, 
fighting Adam Foot, so I'm already fired up. And I take a bunch of steps, and I fade Shocky, and I just saw him, and it was just like everything that I ever wanted. I'd seen ten thousand times, and it was like, here you go, motherfucker. <laughs> Boom, karma's karma's a bitch, ain't it, son? And then there's another one. I got him good up here, but I. I did smash his face against the board. Yeah, yeah. That might have done something too. I didn't yeah. care. No, you, yeah, you yeah. Were like, because you understand no, what yeah, you yeah. just said. You yeah. understand. Your wires uh, crossed. And it's the way. Yeah. It's the way we're. It's the way that locker room is. Yeah. And the yeah. brotherhood in hockey. That. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I didn't play other sports and stuff, but it's just different. B- Big Mac, you talk about the locker room when you when you were watching Claude do these things and like. Did you see a sense of like the Joe Sackicks and these guys be like, "What the fuck are you doing, Claude? Like, you can't fucking run, guys. Like, it, like, or were they just like, "We're winning, so we're gonna beat you"? But because no, no, no. that because uh, you have a teammate, obviously well, before Forsberg's the warrior mentality. Yeah, why that warrior mentality? Um, Footy's that warrior. You know, Akira, there's that warrior mentality, but. Um, and and key not so much because he's he's a warrior bro, but maybe footy you could like the, the conversation. Sakic, yeah, because him and Stevie are the kings, right? Yeah, so yeah. they sort of like you try to keep them out of it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and it's and it's one thing that you try to keep Sergey out of it, but for them, they're Sergey's Peter, and and he. He needs to be in it. Yeah. Like, that's part of who he is. And I think that, that like, I, dude, uh, when it was Kaminsky, uh, Forsberg, and Lemieux, I mean, what a line, man. It was so hard. I mean, that's just one of the lines. People that they ask is, like, you know, one of the lines, like, the check. Like, Forsberg and Lemieux played really well together. The fact that he produced what a Calder Cup, he did everything like that. And uh, um, so everything else, yeah, no, uh I fired the band back up, so I'm sitting outside band rehearsal right now. As the boys are pulling up, wondering awesome. what I'm doing. So yeah, grinders back in full force. We gotta nice, see. love it. Uh, Big Mac, I wanted to talk to you when you talked about going into Colorado the first time playing playing Lemieux and the last chain stuff and all that. And I get how that goes because I've I've been on both sides of it, where it's worked for me, where I didn't have to fight the guy, and other nights when I didn't. My question is. Were you going to fight him either way or were you going to wait till you got him back home in the Motor City? Or like you said, fuck it, I'm not going to fight him in Colorado. I want him in Detroit. It had to be a perfect scenario. Yeah. I want, I wanted, you know, the more to have him in Detroit. It just, it never, I know there's pushing and shoving in the corner. And, yeah. and you know what? It's because you're going to get him. And it's like, that's where I said the anticipation of death is worse than death itself. Yeah, that's true. I want him to think about it. Dude, you know what? I want what? him to think. You know you, know you make it's a guy so think true, about bro. it. Oh, yeah. It's so because true. he knew. And you know what? Because if you listen to the interview I did with Claude Lemieux, it's up at Darren McCarty's uh, YouTube page, that, that he says, because if you watch him too, for a guy, and oh, you guys can also understand, for a guy who is so hated, you always have to be on guard. These guys have to have eyes in the back of their head because guys are always coming at him. He, he was an oblivious, like coming in there, like he knew it. And it was almost like, like he didn't have a choice and he took it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. cause usually you never see like a, a Sean Avery, like let his guard down. And that's the whole thing. And the only thing I related to is they showed the second fight which I earn respect off the yeah. face off where I just motherfucked him to death and said everything <laughs> that you can't say to anybody. Like, yeah, they canceled this D-back. What about, yeah, 
What? No, no, this bad. What about? No, no. Yeah. No, you didn't go this far, did you? Oh, yeah, I did. You know, like that's what I'm saying. Because because Drapes wins the draw. Freaking Drapes always got to win the draw. Keep that face off percentage above sixty. Oh God, dude. And I got blasted. And I remember thinking, good, he's gonna fight this time. So you know how that is when yeah. you finally yeah. get a chance. So that was really the the one thing. But he gained my respect. Yeah. In that aspect a little bit. Yeah. So Big Mac, let's go. March twenty six, ninety seven, right? It's on. Talk to me about your fucking pregame. Like talk about to me the morning skate, your pregame nap. What do you are you just fucking like how'd that go for you? Because I've been in the situation where I want a guy, and I'm in a situation where I don't really want a guy, and I don't sleep very well either way. Here's the thing, guys, and I, I, anybody can use this. They can use my my hotline or whatever they want. They got their own. They just don't realize it. But I was trying to stay sober since um, the summer of 96, right? So having to think about this and go through this and trying to be sober, that I got to a point where it just, was killing me so bad i got on my knees i said god just whatever can you please just make me make sure i'm the messenger and i just say like do you think he listens so i just kept you know i had the faith that things would play out could i ever have written the script the way it is because it's one thing to slay the dragon but i think what you learned because we say it all the time and it's not like we talk about it it's just we knew we had to win the game. Yeah. So not that it's not like you get the revenge and stuff wouldn't mean anything, but winning the game meant so much more. And the fact that I scored the overtime winner <laughs> is just the coup de grace. And for every Red Wing fan, not just in the, on the team or in the building, in the city, in the state, in the country, in the world, the universe, everywhere, that was the moment. It was the proverbial, it's going to be all right. Don't know what it means, but it's going to be all right. And, you know, like... <laughs> You guys, uh, you understand that with which teams you grew up yeah. uh, winning or you know rooting for players and stuff like this, and it's getting to that getting to that moment. Uh, so, I mean, I could you know like it's just crazy, but it's but it's also too. So I I said it in the dark, in the unrivaled is that you know the coolest part is like you don't. You need, uh, I, I don't need to be a Hall of Famer. I got Hall of Fame moments. I got dates, right? Yeah. Think th and all my things, Obi and uh, Updog, you guys will appreciate, are about team, are all about other people. March 26, 97 is an event, the grind <laughs> line. That's my brother's, yeah, right? You know, and you know, but you drop that in any hockey circle in the world and they know what you're talking about. Yeah. And that's, so you know what, Mike dropped, one two one two mic drop one two yeah dude that, that's so true big mac and I, I loved another thing i loved is when you said that you're like we, we yeah we gotta but we gotta win the fucking game boys and that, that was the culture you guys had there and that 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 blew me away that you're like it doesn't mean shit if we don't beat these fuckers tonight well no no because of because remember we set the league record 62 wins lost to them in the conference finals lost all three games Earlier in the season, I mean, there's a face Keith Jones make, and I love Jonesy. Yeah, he helped me so much out when I did verses back in the day. He's one of my favorite people, but he's got this face that you just want to punch off. <laughs> he's skating off the ice, and he's got that little smirk, that little Jonesy smirk. Like they owned us. Yeah, you knew it. The face, his facial expression, 
said it all. I mean, go back and rewind it. Just that, and that's a that is a. If I had a picture of Keith Jones, that's the one I want on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Big Mac, and was it a little ironic that that Larry Hanoff and Forsberg started the whole fucking thing? Like, was that a little like the professor's the one that started it for you boys? Well, you know what? Looking back and and whatever else, sometimes it's not the biggest, the strongest, the fastest, but it might be the wisest or the eldest. And Iggy, you know what? Been around the block. Yeah, yeah. You know what? He knew that he, he that was that flick the wick right so i knew that that was my moment i remember looking over going oh it looks like puppies on christmas morning because you know the one thing is when it's you want to make sure your stars aren't going to get hurt right so that's why i don't immediately go there that's why i know lemieux's on the ice so you know this you know when that guy's out there and this was the moment fortunately there was a roadblock fortunately shandy and i were on the same page and the rest played out and I mean, you can't write the script any better. The goalies coming, you know, Wall yeah. coming out, goalie coming out, Bernie going, okay, it looks like we're doing this. You got to remember that little midget cowboy, um, he <laughs> battled of Alberta it, right? Yeah, he yeah. battled Alberta it. <laughs> yeah. That's why, that, that, you know, so he, uh, he'd been through the wars. And it's just like those are the guys. It's just, you know, you, you love going to war with them. When you think back 25 years, that's what you remember. Yeah. And, yeah, Bernie's just – Bernie is just that cool cowboy customer right there like you see in the video. Yeah, I just – you know, I, I want to say watching this just brought back so many fucking great memories. When I first came in the league, Big Mac, it was I, – I, in warm-ups, looking at your guys' fucking squad in 2002, knowing that you guys had been to war and you won your cups and – just that you, you, your summers were a month and a half long, like the Tampa Bay Lightning right now, right? And you guys just were like, fuck it. We're, we're, we're the fucking boys on the block. And we're tough. And we're brothers. And, and I always just were like, the Detroit Red Wings of the fucking 90s and the 2000s to me were like, that's the way hockey was. That's the way I learned hockey. That was what it was. And it was just... It was an unbelievable experience for me to, to just live that, live through those fucking years. It's awesome. Well, you know what? Because it, 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 they taught, we taught each other so much. It was the United Nations, you know, sort of at the beginning. But it's also too. I remember Igor used to look at us, look at us and go, "Well, why do you guys work so hard to get the puck and then give it away?" <laughs> and and then we'd say, and then I have to explain about body check. And he said, "Ah, you know, whatever." But you can't say that all that playing with all those great players it rubbed off. I mean, I. I are you kidding me, dude? You know why I was so ornery during the game is because I'd have to go against Nick Lindstrom in practice and I'd never get to touch the puck because yeah. he'd always give you the handcuffs back yeah. in the day, steal the puck, and then he'd do this little button hook and then he'd laugh and <laughs> <laughs> giggle. <laughs> I'd just take the puck. You guys were vicious, bro. Yeah. Hey, they were the best of the best, but they were vicious. Hey, Big Mac, speaking of the best of the best, brother, Sergey Fedorov, we have a thing here that says that this guy fucks like – his style back then, like when you're playing with Sergey Fedorov and you see him in the Nike gear and like, just like, oh, yeah. you're like, what, what? rock star, baby. Yeah. yeah. And how much of a rock star? Eh? He just was. And, 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 you know, what I always say Sergey is just misunderstood. He's one of the greatest human beings there is. He's just, you know, quiet and people look at him differently. They look, they, Sergey's one of those guys here. Here's the, what, what I say is you got to understand is that he's not, if, if you think, and first of all, he's so talented 
that it just looks like he's not working. Like when you're a chopper like me, it looks like you're working so hard because you have to be because you got no time. When you're as talented as him, sometimes it doesn't look. But it's Sergey needed. We needed to say to Sergey, "Hey, bud, we need you," because his mentality was more so. Look at all these great players around me. You know, it's not like I don't want to take you know this, but but he when you told him like, "Yo." Ha, uh, come on, a little help here, bro. Oh, really? Oh, you guys need me? Like, and you understand there's some guys with that mentality. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. you go, okay, strap on, boys. And that's what I call the uh, playoffs of 98, uh, pretty much the finals against Washington. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, what, like, i just so privileged to be able to, you know, call him a friend, but also, too, to have sat behind him. And, you know, my first year was his – was his uh, uh, the year that he won the heart? So it was, and it was amazing. It was absolutely just amazing. Stevie went down, and Sergey, like I said, yeah. he knew he was needed, and and that's where it's sort of. And Scotty, that's what made Scotty Bowman so good. He's the greatest psychologist, yeah. right? Because he taught us you don't treat people the same. You got to figure out, and he knew everybody's buttons. That's yeah. That's you know? that's what makes coaches the yeah. best, but. All right, Big Mac, we fast forward to the final against the Flyers. You guys beat out the abs. You're up 3 nothing. This fucking goal, baby. The goal you scored. Um, I was loving Shanty saying the boys are telling you to dump it in. You said, fuck that. I mean. I was. I'm no, not- I didn't say that. I was trying to dump it in. I was, I was going, I got you, boys. I'm dumping it in. But again, the big fella, big. Big G got involved and yeah. decided, no, you're going to be married. Hey, I beat one guy one-on-one my whole career, and that includes practice. <laughs> you just got to do it at the right moment. Like I said, all the same moments. And, yeah. you know, to do that, I was dumping it in. I knew the rules. Stevie would set. Scotty had a rule. Out of the blue, in of the blue. I knew it was a line change. I was trying. But I guess, you know, those 55 goals and player of the year in the OHL in my life. Oh, that's great. Plus, it came back. And next thing I know is I got Needham a beat. And I just see this little speck of orange. And Excel comes flying out. And I pull it. And, you know, I scored. As I said, please don't miss the net. Knocked it in. Double pirouette. Four seven by the Russian judges, but you know that's that's another story for another day. Uh, come out and who do I see? Same guy I've been watching since I was ten years old, Steve Eisman, looking at me with his eyes the size of dinner sausage. Going, what the fuck was that? <laughs> me never lost for words. Going blue, I don't know. And him saying, "Thank God you don't have to do it again." And you know what? Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, Stevie's right, and that time for sure he was. And Thank, uh, I say thank you to Eric Lindros for scoring a goal with 15 seconds left, making my goal the game winner. And I was on the ice for the final uh, buzzer, 97. It was pretty, that's pretty cool for a kid from Bloomington, Ontario. Rough uh, root for the Red Wings to, when they were the Dead Wings uh, to fulfill that. So I'm forever grateful. Awesome, man. Um, wow. I wanted to ask you one more thing, Big Mac, here before we let you go. Um, you got it's, it's kind of sad. I mean... Seeing you boys win that cup, and, and we're seeing a lot of you know my boy Landis Cogs going through it right now. He finally won his first Stanley Cup. I met him as a rookie. Like I know it's awesome. You know to be how happy you were you guys were, and then to see what happened to you know Konstantinov, such a warrior man. Like, can you just take me? And through you guys it? understand? Yeah, like how hard? Like I can't imagine yeah. being so happy. Well, the toughest like, part is, Obi, you understand this because you probably arranged a few limos or to take care of the boys because you were you were like yeah. one of that is you did everything right 
You saw it. Everything was done right. And then bad things still happened. So I think it was just a gut check for everybody. And the fact of to see, you know, Vladdy of, of, and, uh, it was explained very well what what happened to him and how we thought, like, I remember thinking, talking to guys going, oh, my God, I've never, like, had a teammate that died. And, then, you know, unfortunately, there's accidents all all around. You know, Humboldt comes to mind that yeah. have to deal with it. And it's a reality. And so it really put a damper on everything. But, but it also, we regrouped. And I think the fact that we had been resilient after falling down, trying to trying to win, we just kept the momentum going and, and turned that into the whole Red Wing Nation, into the belief. And we just used all that energy. That's why 97, 98, sort of like I, I combine them. And you mentioned playing a lot of hockey. Yeah, I think, you know, there was documented Nick Lindstrom in like four seasons played, like including exhibition playoffs, like 440 some games. <laughs> that's crazy. And he didn't miss many practices either. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that's the perfect human. But I mean, you know, it <laughs> just goes to show you set yeah. the bar. Yeah, he does look like the perfect human, isn't he? Yeah. Um, he is, man. Yeah. But, Never seen him out of breath. Yeah. Big Mac, man, I appreciate you doing this. I've always loved you as a player and a person. Uh, what's going on with you now? Can we hear, where, where can our listeners, are you doing a podcast or anything like that? What's going on nowadays for you? Ab- no, absolutely. Uh, daily, uh, you check out on YouTube or anywhere that you listen. I do Woodward Sports Network, which is uh, out of here. It's a Detroit sports base. We cover all the four sports here. Uh, but we do national stuff, so I uh, do that. Uh, it's called Big D Energy. Uh, with my boy Neil Rule, who uh, he's a broadcaster, does uh, soccer, some college football or college uh, basketball and stuff. So uh, go to DarrenMcCarty.com, check out everything else. Obviously, the Darren McCarty uh, brand. Yeah, I gotta get uh, one of those DVD, CBN. What's awesome. that? I gotta get one of those one of those hats. I'm gonna get one of those hats. Yeah, I'll, I'll get Nick on it, and yeah. uh, you know, I'm I'm out and about. Uh, all all around between uh, this this weekend for for the big uh, holiday weekend, um, we got the Deathmatch Circus here in Michigan for two day events. So RPW, ICW, see me online. Follow my Twitter, Darren McCarty four. That's right there, and I'm also got the blue check marks. So the band's back out. The comedy tour is going. I'm just uh, making laps of the state, but uh, you can catch me. Uh, uh, usually the summertime, the schedule, you know how it goes, Obi. I, oh, yeah. I squeezed her down to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so I can take care of the summertime as we're regrouping to make plans. But, uh, you know, um, enjoy everything you guys are yeah. doing. Enjoy uh, t- dealing with ghouls and stuff like this. Yeah. He's a beauty. That's all I can say. Yeah. Uh, and you, Oh, I know what I was going to tell you. Hey, seriously, you want to put a squad together to dethrone him and ruin his dreams? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Big Mac. Cool him up, bro. Yeah, yeah. Cool up, cool. Yeah. Hey, he gets nothing. If he doesn't have a cookie, man, he'll be so sour, dude. Uh, I know, right? So we we got to keep him. Well, he's, he's too new school, man, Big Mac. I got to keep him grounded a bit. He doesn't. He doesn't. He likes all the goal scoring and the Noah Hay. I said, come on. Uh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. It's entertaining, though. Yeah, so hey, Big uh, Mac, thank congratulations. you. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you for yeah, doing this, congratulations buddy. Congratulations to Colorado. We appreciate your brother. Up talk. What a legend, by the way. What a legend. Tonight. I mean, I, I knew before, well, I, th- I hope I got my message across to him that 
watching the Detroit Red Wings when I first came in the league, it was like my it was like my holy fuck I'm in the NHL moment. Totally. Right? And and we were like the in Nashville at the time, and this is before you got there, but when we played Detroit, it was all Detroit fans. Mm-hmm. It was like Detroit's second home like home arena. Um and just, you know, witnessing Stevie Y, Fedorov, Lidstrom, Chelly, fucking Shanny, Darren Draper, Maltby, Maltby, fucking nuts, man. Cronwall, they were so good. Fuck, Franzen, and Fran. Holstrom, Datsuk, yeah. Zetterberg. Yeah, that's the second wave of. That's them. the second wave. Yeah, that's the wave was, that I. That's the wave that I took it on the chin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I think Unrivaled was an incredible documentary. Oh. I think ESPN killed it. I think it was such perfect timing. It couldn't have been better. You think? No, it was perfect. It was perfect. It was perfect. It was literally timing. Sunday of Game Six. It was perfect. Um, I do want to say to Claude Lemieux, we've 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 got to know Claude a lot over the years. He used to skate here with him and his son Meat. Thought he handled himself like a pro. I text him that. Um, I mean, it was just all around well done, and I just thought Claude did a great job of explaining. You know, we all knew what he was on the ice, right? Mm-hmm. If he's on your team, you love him. If it's against him, I would have wanted to kill him. But as a human being, he was a father, a husband, and and you know, it was it was cool to see that side of him. Yeah, the the twenty five year anniversary. Um, the sit down, whoever organized that, well done. Well done. And t- good on those two boys to, to, you know, sit down and, and get that interview out because those old hockey stories are something that, you know, young kids need to know and you respect your elders. And these yeah. guys were absolute warriors, man. Champs. Yeah, no, you said that great to him when you, when you, and you're right, you bring up Joe Louis Arena, like you'd walk in there and it had that smell. Yeah. And you you, you remember you remember the fucking rivalry between them, and you remember the cups they won previously. Then you walk in and you you see all the Stanley Cup names on the wall, and then you see their dressing room, and you're like, "Here we go! How the fuck are we gonna win tonight here? Yeah, yeah. Like we have no chance." Yeah, right. And then there you have the, vet, the alumni guys walking by, and this and that, and you're like, "It's awesome." It, you're like, "We're in one." Yeah, I'll always uh, I'll always remember that downstairs little area playing soccer, yeah. two touch and warming up, and and they play soccer and right they, there. They'd have to walk past you through the curtain, and that's their soccer. Imagine back then. Imagine like after those games where they were like safe to say they weren't doing, they were they weren't doing that when the no. Avs were in town back in the day. But um, to Darren McCarty, thank you. Up, I've become you know buddies with us. He he, he loves our podcast. Um, I would have loved to have played with him. I don't know if I would have loved to play against the big yeah, yeah. the Big Mac. But uh, so check his stuff out. So thank you to him. Um, we got Larry Flowers coming on here for his last official segment of the season. Larry Flowers, let's rip him. Welcome back to Mr. Curfew. He's back. Who the fuck is Larry Flowers? Has he paid us first and foremost? I don't know. Have you paid us for your segment to Missing Curfew? Check the Venmo. Because this is officially the last of the season. Have we been paid before we get into anything here? As much as I I don't like to pay you guys. I know he hasn't paid any bar tabs or dinner tabs. He paid. He, he picked up. The I whole, paid yeah. last week. I know. I came and chirp him both. Fuck. Actually, you brought the wine over to my house, didn't you? Yeah, I bought. It was like two. Class. Well, you're making yeah. the most money out of all three of us. No, now. I'm yeah. not. Yeah, I picked up are. the dinner at actually. Uh, where were we? Rothschilds. Thanks, buddy. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> was it, did you do the Shane O'Brien and put it on Mr. Curfew, or did you I put don't it on know. Scotty? We'll I'm have sure. to double check. That was, a, that was a great dinner, by the way. It's a good dinner. That was a great dinner. Yeah. But to answer your question, I did in fact pay. I want a discount next time if I get a chance. Can I get a discount? Um, 
I think we gave, I think the updog gave, like gave you a discount, didn't he? I love negotiating with the updog for my contract. Yeah, you see, you're like a, it's you're take like, it or you're leave like, it. You're not even like an NHL GM. You're it's, an NFL GM. It's take it or leave it, Flowers. Updog's too tough to do business. I only want to do business with you next time, <laughs> not like, him. I'm like Doug I'm Armstrong. Not, I'm, not I'm like Doug Armstrong saying, "Who the fuck is this guy on the stage?" Uh, can I tell that story? No, you can't. So good. Well, if you want to tell it, you can tell. I guess it's your segment. But you got some. What do you got there for us? The season's over. Me and the updog just wrapped our season. We did thank you for you know being a big part of missing curfew. Um, so what do you got there? You did some homework for the boys. What do you got? I mean, what I do you want to chirp? Yeah. You, you got chirp some chirps. Somebody. I want to chirp the Toronto Maple Leafs. I want to chirp the Toronto Maple Leafs fans. Wow. Eighteen years can't get out of the first round, and I'm not. It's not necessarily directly a, about Toronto Maple Leafs. But it's about the way they build their team, and 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 the fans are. I mean, they're obviously they're great fans, but they're not. They're clearly doing something wrong, right? I mean, they're still close, but they're doing something wrong. They're yeah. building their team wrong. They're they're spending too much money on on X, Y, and Z. And, and I mean, this is an incredible stat: McKinnon, Landeskog, Kadri, Taves, combined made less than Marner and Tavares. Like that's four, crazy. Four guys for the price of two. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and me and Uppy, we were just talking to you before you came on. Uppy made a great point about McKinnon, and it's going to come down to Nate, right? He's got one more year at 6.3. Uppy, you make a great point. Does he take a two-year deal for 10 bananas and see where the cap goes? But I think if they want to win a few in a row, right, you got to take a bit of a haircut. So I think I'm with you on McKinnon taking a yeah, two-year deal. maybe even one year, one year, nine, nine and a half. I feel yeah. like McKinnon's the kind then, of kid. I feel like he's the kind of kid that's going to take less again. I mean, if, if, if all the guys kind of buy in – would you rather be, both you guys, would you rather be really, really, really crazy well-paid and maybe win? I got an answer for this. Right? Really, or win two, three mugs and take a little less? No. What we saw McKinnon do, he's not happy with one. Sid is his idol. Yeah. He wants to chase 100%. Sid. So Sid's got three. So he'll do whatever. It, he'll, he'll forfeit dollars to be competitive. And he knows right now that Colorado has the team – um, with the leadership they have, the youth, they need a goalie. They have great coaches. Yeah, they got the vibe now. So now's the time to take less if you're a free yeah. agent. Well, actually, Are you asking me, Shane O'Brien, as a player, what I would have done? I am. Um, had I, I had I won a Stanley Cup uh, early on, right? Like let's say I would have won my cup in Anaheim without getting traded. I was never that great of a player, but I would have went for the cash. I'm saying I, I was never in the. I never was. I just wanted to win one. Yeah. But if you're if you're an absolute stud like Nathan McKenna and another great point by Uppy Crosby, I think if, if you're a superstar, that's something in this era you gotta think about. If you wanna win more than one. Yeah. And and as far as Kemper, I I was hard on Kemper as you the should be. Yeah, I know, but is it really worth trying to spend a lot more money on a goalie and trying to break up your core? Like, do you want to pay Kadri? Would you rather have Kadri or would you rather have Kemper back who's won a mug? Like in it in the, when it mattered most. He gave up one goal and on the road in Tampa to win the cup. I he mean, played, experience played, is important. He played pretty good in game six. Uh, I think Kemper's gone. I think they're going to make a big push at Fleury. I think they're going to make a big push at Fleury. I really do. You heard it here. Um, and I think I think they would rather give the keys we over to Fransos Frans Frans if they had to. If they couldn't get another big UFA, yeah, I think they would it. give Fransos a chance to start the season. Give that French fucker the... So the Avs, have, the Avs have $27 million in cap space. But they also have half their team not signed. So it's like that $25 million is going to go quickly is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, their core guys are there. What's McCarr got left? McCarr just Landis signed. Landis 29. Nine. McKinnon's 26. So Landis Lanny took a haircut. 
Larry, Larry took less to stay. He's making seven bananas. Yeah. He could have got more in Calgary. Thank fuck you didn't go to Calgary. Um, Ranton is making 9.2. Would Codger take Linus Cog's deal right now? After a 100-point year, what's it? What is he, six I don't s- think seven years? I don't think the Avalanche would offer him Linus Cog's deal. No. But he could get it somewhere else. Yeah. I got I got Kadri going to your Philadelphia Flyers. I think they're going to make a big push at him because it's Torts. I, I see the Flyers making a big push, getting some guys. I I would love to see Kadri in Philly. I think Torts, perfect fit. Yeah, he's a perfect fit. Now, does he want to live with all the mutants in it's Philly? Not that bad. You guys are Written so hard on my square. city. You get hey, a, up dog. Come on, you were you always good. You love Philly. Yeah, I was young and fun and fucking <laughs> fuck anything back then. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. I, I, I actually I, have, I actually have a good story. I'm really first of all congratulations to Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, it was awesome to see that. Are you Congratul- doing the, Are you doing the rings? I'm not doing the rings, no. <laughs> but I I, I want to say I want to tell a funny story about McKinnon. Years back, me, Mike Comrie, Nathan McKinnon, and Sidney Crosby played a two on two tennis match. And I mean, he was really young and he was, he's not a good tennis player, but Sid's sick. Me and MC are okay. And he was, it was me and McKinnon versus MC and Crosby and McKinnon, every single shot. I mean, he, he really wasn't very good. And he was just, every time he would miss on a ball, go in the net, he would go bananas. And I'm like, this kid, he's either crazy or trying to be funny. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, I don't think he's being funny. I just think he's ultra, ultra competitive. Yeah. And I'm like, I, as I watched him, you know, mature as a hockey player and to see him win a cup the way they did was actually, to me, it was really fucking cool, right? Yeah. I mean, because he's clearly one of the most competitive guys in the NHL. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I was thinking during game six yeah. of that time when we were playing tennis, and I remember thinking, Man, what's up with this kid? He's, is he just, is he crazy? <laughs> because he really was fucking crazy. I mean, screaming, cursing himself, throwing the racket. I mean, it was hilarious. Johnny McEnroe style. It was hilarious. Yeah, in in a, in a kind of in a polite way, he's he's just like a super freak. Like he, yeah. he he doesn't really maybe have like all the social skills that like a normal person has. He is just like this. Like I want to beat you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, think he's like like Sid's the same way. He, I yeah, think he'll take they're, a they're like kind a of deep both the same after yeah, winning yeah. this. Uppy, yeah. just real quick on the on the one year deals in the mechanic because you got my wheels torn. He's twenty six. Does that matter at all? Like, uh, so he has one year to be a free agent. It does matter. They probably won't offer him. No, one but year if, to. Yeah, if you're Nate, are you worried that you're going to be twenty seven in a young NHL that you maybe don't want a one year? So, in talking about this, is he up right now? He's got one year left. Oh, so he's got one year left. So, so we don't even need to talk about this currently. But he will well, be a free agent uh, after next two year. more years. One more year. Unrestricted or unrestricted. Oh wow! So they got a, they make got a decision a, on him now. Yeah, he's already been in the year nine years, right? Yeah. So this yeah. will be his tenth NHL season. Um. So, you know, Colorado's going to want to sit down at the table, but I think if he knows they have a good a good team, he just says like, and he doesn't need to rush this decision. No. If next year they don't make, he's the in fucking, good shape. If next year they don't make the fucking playoffs, he's just like Sayonara. He takes a trade, yeah. and he goes somewhere. And he could kind of dictate where, and he can kind of see where the cap's going to go in the next couple of years. So he's in a good spot, kind of like Matthews. The, on, the only way, Matthews in the best spot. The only way he takes a deal like we're talking about is if it's in Colorado, yeah. and they win next year, or they go to the finals and lose. And, yeah, yeah. And he knows that you know I have a chance here to maybe get one or two more. Then he's like, keep this thing short and sweet. I'll take a short-term deal. I'll give you guys a break on the cash. And then hopefully in three years, the cap's up and it's all. Uh, I think Colorado next five years wins two more cups. 
Who else wow. competes? Are with they them? your new favorite team? Or Tampa's gonna be good again. Um, Rangers are gonna be nasty. What about your Blues, man? The Blues are gonna be good too, of course. Your blues will be good again. We'll see I, what they do. We'll see if they get. I, I'd like them to resign Piranha, and I think that's important. I have a question. Um, me and Uppy talked today about. You know, as ex guys that never wanted every time the cup comes out, and you know, it's it's jealousy and a little emotion. And when you see all the family and people out there on the ice, did you just wish you could have went out there again, like you did for the Blues, <laughs> and just overdo your boundaries or what? When I was watching, when I was watching everybody on the ice and they're lifting the cup and they're with their families and they're crying and they're having a great time, I t- I'm talking to Cody on Facetime, and I'm like, dare me to. <laughs> Dare me to write on group chat. Man, that's such a good feeling, man. I miss that feeling. <laughs> I just thought like I was I just like, I was I'm I, seeing like out there there's girlfriends and families hugging each other and I just it popped in my head at one point, probably fifteen minutes after, ten minutes after. I was like, fucking flowers was out there. I was invited out there. It was actually I but, I, I, I I gotta say this. But it was, why? I still don't was, get why. Was, because. So who did you that? know why? I got a question. So there's only a limited number of passes. This is what it's called. There's only a limited number of people out on the ice. Who on that team didn't have enough friends or family that they did not? Like, was there a single guy that... It was in Boston, but they did have a lot of them there, right? But Was there a single guy that said, I have an extra pass? Or like, how did... Because there's not a lot of passes. Like, how did you get a pass is what I'm thinking. That's a good question. The answer is How did you get that? Bertuzzo. Because I'm Larry Flowers. (laughs) No, but... That's why. Because I was a part of the story... You're going to have to... We should put this to rest right now. I don't want to hear about this again. I was part of the story. Your boy, Fat Daddy, said it. The team said it. I was a part of the story. I'm sorry it happened to you guys, not to myself. But it was... Don't even it was, say it. Don't talk to me. Right I know. I Who know. got you the fucking pass? Is all it's my Bertuzzo? No. I just had it. Who gave it to you? The Blues? Or like, I don't know. Someone's mom, I think. I don't know. It was, just, it, was just like, it was just like, hey, flowers. Let's go. And... No, no, that's not how it went. Don't lie to me. Don't sit here and lie to me on my own podcast. You were sucking someone's balls. No, to get that man. <laughs> I, was, I was invited on the fucking ice, just like I was invited on the plane, just like I was there. In the shower, yeah, blah, blah, blah. I know, I know. Everyone knows the story already. But It's hard to get down there, though. Like, you know, me and Updog, we could have went down if they won game five because of, of our press pass that we had to, like, get. And then my boy through the avalanche, Brandon, who's a beauty, sick haircut out there. I saw him, like... I asked them for a couple more passes for these two guys if they win it. And they're like, no, we're, 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 we're maxed out. So I was just curious about that. So yeah. um, what's the summer plans, fella? What do you got lined up yeah. for? What's what's going on with Larry Flowers this summer? Where are you summer heading? Time. Where are you heading? Because me and Updog, it's, we're going to still do the pod, obviously. But it's this is officially off-season for us. So what's up for you for the off-season? I have Bortuzzo's wedding, August 5th. That is fun. going to be a time. By the way, I booked my uh, hotel room. Mm-hmm. Stay with me if you want. Unless I have a pretty girl with me, then you're on the street. Yeah, get your own room. You can put it on missing curfew. You treat yourself to your own room. All right. <laughs> he said it. You're not, you sta- you're not staying. Four seasons. The, yeah, okay. four seasons. Hey, you nice. can expense it, but I'll, you can treat uh, yourself to a nice hotel room. I'm you're gonna, not staying with this guy. No. I so think it's not a good image for the pot. No. Right. What, are we, what are we talking about July 4th? Are we, what are we doing? Nice rooms there. I don't know. I don't think we're doing surgery. I don't think we're doing real anything. I think I'm just going to be at the Bay Club. Um, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm going to golf Friday, and then I, I, if you'd like to get in one Friday night, I'm looking to go full bore Friday night. Saturday, we got some UFC tilts that are fucking <laughs> through the roof. You know these fights that are coming on? UFC? Huge fights. Uh, Huge card. And then Sunday and Monday, I will be not leaving the Bay Club, and then I'm going to watch the fireworks at Big Canyon. Yeah. If you'd I, like to join. I will. Yeah, it, the, this UFC card, by the way, is like... This you know is how a like, big one. You know how like movies... They leave the best movies for like July Fourth weekend. Yeah, this is fight, this is UFC Fight Week. This yeah, is yeah, it's a big week. This is a big big. Week. Who are the chicks? I don't know who the what chicks uh, are. I don't chicks think I don't know. It's uh, it's the main event is Adesanya and uh, 
Fuck, I'm drawing on his name. Cor uh, Jared Condonier. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then it's Holloway and Volkovsky. Volkovsky. Yeah, Fucking he's a, a killer. A lot of crazy names to get out there. Yeah. Yeah, no, let me check up the card right here. I don't think there's a girl fight. Um, if there's anyone fights. out there that's a semi-UFC fan, you kind of like it, but you don't watch one. You just kind of watch it when you watch it. Watch this one. The girl fight got canceled between Misha Tate and... Le but listen, Sha really? Sugar Sean O'Malley's fighting. These guys are beast. Yeah. And then this guy, Sean Strickland, who's an absolute killer. Stricky. He's a killer. He's an East Coast guy like this fucking guy. Yeah. He's a killer. It's going to be a good night of fights. Um, There's no party. Loops was like, let's have a party. I was like, I throw a group text out. Nobody's in Newport. No one. You guys come uh, to Aspen. I can't. Cody was talking, about, I can't, talking to me about going to Aspen. I can't hang out with that one percentile. I'm jumping on his bird Friday. I know. He asked me to go. He actually asked me to go this morning. You got a room? I you got, got a room, room for both of us. You don't want that gigantic house he's got. You don't want to go to Aspen with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking? Unless you got a girl to bring. Nah, can you bring I'm a girl? Not, I'm not going to leave you like that. No, no. You can leave me. I'm no, just saying. I'm, we're do, we're, there's no way we're, you're going on that trip First of all, we're on a girl. good routine right now. We're on a good routine. The members only pool. The members hey, only bar. You, listen, you belong in Aspen as much no, as... No, I don't. I'm not really an Aspen guy. I'm as a much city guy. I'm a blue collar guy. At my well, the summer, the summer though is nice. It's not like hey, just rage, rage. Hey, great. You belong in Aspen as, as much as I do. Yeah, exactly. We don't belong. Listen, we, don't. we don't belong. We've discussed this. We tried to make it work. It the doesn't bike work rides, the fucking, it's awesome. The bike rides. We've tried. The huh? People, the people look at rides. us like we're creatures, right? Yeah, we don't like, belong. Who are these guys? No, the, we, don't. we don't belong. Mountain in Aspen. biking is juice. No, Aspen not, in the summer is incredible. Yeah. It really is. I went hang gliding once. In Belly up. Oh, look, I'm hang gliding. I'm hang gliding. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. Me and MC, me and MC Hillary, when I, we went to a, on vacation one summer, years back. And they were like, we're going hang gliding. Or what's it called? Parasailing. Sorry. Parasailing. Parasailing is, well, that's over the water, it's right? over the water. No, it's over the land. They would jump, you run hand off, gliding. You run off a mountain. Yeah, that's hang gliding. No, no, you're not laying down. You're Some guy's behind you and you're sitting in front of him. Oh, they do it in Harold Coomer, go to White Castle. Remember that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're on a mountain. They, they give you all this gear, and then they give you... I didn't have a mountain. I had a microphone. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then they give you a fucking helmet, right? And I'm the guy strapped me in, and I'm scared of shit. I'm like, what are we doing here? And then he, he said, put on the helmet. I go, to be fair, if we go down in this fucking kite... What's his helmet gonna do for me? We're <laughs> yeah, two thousand feet in the air. Nothing. <laughs> but once you're up there, it's no, fucking yeah. gnarly. Your, your feet are dangling. You're just you're full on flying, and, and there's no one in front of you. It's cool. Paintball. You should try. It's it. You should actually do that. It's actually really cool. You got to run as fast as you can off the mountain. You're it's fast. just another thing I need to try, <laughs> try to hurt myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's guaranteed you twist an ankle. You got any other stats there before? I know you got a lot of stats. How many kills do you looking to get this summer? How many kills do you think you get this summer? You can't. You can't put a number on that. It's always max. It's always max. max. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cheat code. To do, do you, to get what's your cheat? What's your cheat code? Uh my cheat code is. uh you have Instagram? <laughs> I'm also going, I'm going to I'm going home after July 4th. I'm going to see my mom, my, my dad, go down yeah. to Jersey Shore, go to my beach house. Oh, yeah. you are? I'm going home around the 6th or 7th, going to relax. For how long? Just like 10 days. Not long enough. Not as long as I usually go. I usually go for like a month. The Jersey Shore is so perfect, man. It's so nice. It's so perfect. It's so fun. Really? It's the best. And we have Atlantic City down the street. Perfect. You're, you're an Atlantic City guy and you don't even know it. Will you tell him? It's Maybe I time. should go to Jersey Will you Shore. tell him? You should come. You would fucking love it. Yeah? You listen to me. You would fucking love it. <laughs> when are you going? I'm going... Pro I haven't booked my flight, but I'm thinking like July 6th. The Wednesday right after July 4th. July 4th on a Monday. I think I'm going to go home on Wednesday. 
that weekend, all week, the next week. I think you should back. book it just yet. We might go to Vegas for a night for summer league. You might have to tag along with that before you leave. We'll discuss. Yeah. But, but you should. You should really, I, I mean, I've been begging you guys for years to do it, to come. Atlantic City, Margate, great restaurants. Yeah, I've heard good things about the shore. It's great. It's perfect. Great food. New crop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ops, new crop. And the the girls are more crop. our style. They're more like they're a little more. Yeah, this back. this pool down in Newport is getting a little tight, eh? Yeah. I mean, they look at us. They're doing the same thing that they do everywhere else in Aspen. They look at us. They're like, look at these fucking rats. <laughs> we're like, wow. We're getting drunk at the bar, having a good time. We're like laughing. Hey, well, my bill at that bar. They're wearing like polo shirts, and they're all classy with their nice hair. You go home, you're just a stud, eh? I well, to be honest. You guys are going to hate this, but I've been getting a lot of phone calls from my boys that I've been growing up with, They're, and it's happening all the time. Now they're like, Flowers, you're fucking famous. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, first of all, I'm not famous, but they're like, no, no, no. I was at a party, my boy Dan, one of my best friends, whose bachelor party is in the end of August, by the way, it's going to be a time. He reached out to me a couple weeks ago. He's like, Flowers, you're not going to believe this. I, I was at a bar, and... There's a guy next to me, and I overhear him talking. And he's talking about missing curfew, and your name comes up. And he looks. I look over to guy, and he goes, "Oh, it's one of my best friends." He goes, "You don't know Larry Flowers." <laughs> he goes, "Oh yeah." He FaceTimes me. I start FaceTiming the guy for a minute. It was, and the guy goes bananas. I mean, I, you guys know I like to joke, but I'm not a celeb. But I mean, I might be like a e-list. You, 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 you do think you're famous. Uh, you're, you're downplaying. You do think you are. Uh, um. After let's grade your segment here. Who the fuck is Larry Flowers? How did you think it went? Are you happy with anything? Unhappy? Room for improvement? What did you think about dealing with the updog in the in the studio? You know, a grade. I'll give myself an honest grade. I'll give myself. I'll, I'll give myself a C plus. Just like your C skills plus, in the bedroom. Just like my skills. Have you ever seen me? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard you. You're a sick man. Yeah, I'm a sick man coming from a sick fuck. <laughs> you know what I realize? You guys always talk shit. How come everybody's always calling me the sick fuck? The truth is, we're all kind of sick. <laughs> right? I don't, don't, lump, don't lump me in with you. <laughs> yeah, bro. whatever, Obes. What you whatever, on your own. whatever, Obes. You Any guy's you. guy, alpha male's semi sick in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> right? <laughs> come on. And there you have it, folks. Come on. And there you have it, buddy. Hey, come, am I allowed to talk about my, not, about my fake career? Yeah, let's hear it. I'm sick and tired of some of the fans that reach out. And tell me, oh, Flowers, you don't know shit about hockey. You never played hockey. I never played in the NHL. I never played Division One, But I did play hockey. I did play. I was pretty fucking good. I was as fast as anyone in the world. At, mind you, maybe not the world, but at least most of the world. A couple of national championships I played in. For what division? Division Three. Junior Flyers is the highest division club hockey in the country. I played in two national championships. Won Silver Sticks in 97. The highest. I mean, did you play any Canadian teams in the Silver Stick? We played. We played Canadian teams every summer. Did all you, the AAA tournaments. Did you win the Silver Stick? We won Silver Stick. Wow. Philadelphia Junior Five. We played with some great players. Your boy, you know Jer uh, Jeremy Domish, my boy. Rest in peace. You remember that name? Yeah, Chris I do. Ballas, second round pick, Ottawa Senators. Um, one of my best friends growing up since seven years old, Tony Vos, BC legend. <laughs> he was sick. He played for Phantoms. So are, are you saying with some other with some different bounces you, you, you could have played in the NHL? Or what are you no, trying to say? No, absolutely here? not. First of all, when I was playing hockey, I was I was always undersized. I was a late bloomer physically. Um, we know, we know. But the, the game back then, the game in the '90s was a lot bigger game. Well, I hate that face you got on right now. I don't like it. All right. 
It's the only face I got. What's he said in it's Top Gun? It's, it's the only face I got. She, so I go, she goes, get that look off your face. It's the only look I got. That's so good. Best move, best, my favorite scene in that Top Gun movie. There's lots of them. But when she leaves the door open for him, when he drops her off and Aww. she goes through and leaves the door open for him, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a little flow yeah, watching yeah. that. I was like, I like to get in there with, what's her name? Jennifer Connelly? Jennifer yeah. Connelly. Oh, she still looks good. Have you seen her in the when movie? When she leaves the door open, maybe I'm talking about, you know, when you, you, know, like you finally, <laughs> she leaves the door open for you, you're like, Fucking right. I'm sure the up dog love to see when he jumps out the window and lands and the daughter's like, we don't go. break her heart again. Like, I'm in. Ah. I'm in, baby. And for me, it's like typically trying to get, I mean, you guys know more of the city. I've, nobody gets in the doghouse more with girls over my career than me, right? You have yeah. to, so when I finally realize I'm back in, I'm like, I'm back in, baby. Until <laughs> I fuck it up again here. <laughs> um, Flowers, is there anything else you want to add to your, your junior flyer career? Or This is your last segment. We do... We do appreciate your support for Mr. Curfew. You're part of the squad, baby. Um, time to renegotiate your contract. Good luck with that with the updog. I'm gonna have, I'm better be taking a deal like McKinnon. I'm gonna be hiring an agent. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, no, but listen. Yeah. Thank you for having me on and making me a part of this this podcast. I I love it with all my heart. I think you guys are the fucking best. I'm not saying that because you're my best boys. I mean it. I think what you do is special. I think you speak to straight guys. Guys, you understand the game. Um, I think the sky's the limit for you guys, and I think you guys are just beginning to grow. And I think uh, I think the best things are ahead for both of you. And again, thank you for having me on. I yeah. fucking love it. I'll ask you a question. Thank you for those kind words, brother. Yeah, thank you. Um, what What do you give one out of ten the Stanley Cup playoffs and everything? What do you give it? Because I know early on you were complaining about the refs and stuff. Yeah. So we'll finish with this: the season, the playoffs, the final. Give me an overall one out of ten grade of the NHL in your opinion. Before the finals, I would have given it a seven and a half. But those, the final was awesome. Um, it, was, it was great hockey. It's exactly what the fans deserve. Um, in the last couple of games, the refs kind of started to put the whistle away a little bit. You know, I, I'm very critical of the refs, but yeah, as I too. fucking should be, though. I mean, how good was the NHL finals when, there was, when it was 5-on-5? Five five? Those third periods, those last two third periods, yeah, I it agree. brought me back. It brought me back 15, 20 years, and it was just, my dad even called me and was like, this is unbelievable. This is the best hockey I've seen in God knows how long. I mean, it was really special. Him and I were on the phone nonstop during the games. And during those third periods, I, I was just reminded of what real pure playoff hockey was like. And um, overall, I, I'll give it an eight and a half. Yeah. yeah. We went eight, didn't we? We went eight. We yep. went eight. Yeah, we went eight. So. Eight, soft nine. Yeah. yeah. Soft serve special. Uh, flower sacks, buddy. Let's, uh, the offseason has officially begun. <laughs> Let's tie one on this weekend. I'll see you Friday night. I'll be just half cut coming off the course. So uh. I am in. <laughs> Fucking boys, I love you. Yeah, who, the, who the fuck is Larry Flowers? Uh, Larry fucking Flowers. Thanks to Larry. Thanks to Flowers. I don't even know if he paid. Did he pay for his segment? But I will have to ask their accountant. Yeah, he's, he's a big fan of the pod. And all honesty, Flowers, is, he's, he's, he's been a uh, good supporter of us. I think sometimes he forgets. Like he'll be texting me about you know segments and stuff. And he I just do. wants to talk hockey. But I'm like, buddy, like, we got we got we got like this is our day. Like I think he forgets that we're, you know, trying to. We're on it. We're, we're doing something here. We're doing we're doing it. Yeah, like we're trying hey, to flowers. It's just, like, hey, I'm like, oh, sorry, we like a couple weeks ago. I'm like, sorry, up he's got Wayne Gretzky. Just you like know? when you, when you tell us that you're so busy that yeah. you're you know slinging rollies. Yeah. Well. So are we. We're doing? making fucking podcasts. Exactly. So, Flowers, thank you for everything. Who the fuck is Larry Flowers segment? Uh, Updog, thank you, buddy. What a great season. Yeah, Stanley we Cup's giving out. 
Me and you had our ups Bellator's, and downs. We had some ups and downs. We had some good texts. We a lot had some of wine. Fuck you matches. You hung up on me a couple times this year, but we made her through it. Yeah, it we was made a, her through it. Yeah, just to just to think, uh, first full season with, um, you know, without our boy, but yeah, with good you boy, know boy. our fuck, we stuck with it. Yeah, yeah, we stuck with it, and we. It's a great you know, point. Thankful by you. that we're thankful that we're here, just rocking. It was the crossing point of you know with Scoopsy that. You know, it's a great job by Hall Pass, you know, having that made. We get to see him every Tuesday in here and some other times we were in here. But that was a crossroad, you know, where I, I didn't know if I wanted to do it anymore. You didn't know if you wanted to do it anymore. So, uh, Scoopsy, thanks for looking down at us. Binger, new part of the squad. Binger, thought you'd fucking come a long way, kid. I love you. I love you as one of your own. Attaboy, attaboy. Maxie, uh, you're the glue fellow we couldn't do without you. So, thank you for everything you boys have done. Um, it was a great season up. So we saw a lot of shit. Went some places, fell a tour. You fucking almost killed me in ah. Vegas and Scottsdale. You almost killed me. You almost killed poor Max, too. I don't care if Max is going to admit it. Max may not admit it. I'll admit it. You almost killed poor Max, too. Oh, Max. Um, let, he goes, at least he has one speed. Yeah. It's fucking full throttle. It sure is. Um, I got to appreciate that. I want to thank Albert Hall, A. Hall. Without um, A. Good Hall, luck in the summer nothing, league. Yeah. yeah, without him, this doesn't... Uh, and for our listeners, thank you. Without you guys, this is nothing. We will be in the studio uh, a little bit moving forward here. These boys are heading to Summer League for a couple weeks, so we're going to do a couple Zoom-style ones. Uh, but we will have an episode coming out every week until uh, September when we're yep. back in here regularly. But, um, yeah, thanks for a great season, man. Missing curfew, baby. It, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of work, too, but it's been uh, a lot yeah, of fun. let's keep it going, boy. Let's keep it going, boys. So, thanks, fellas. I was missing curfew. Get the rediscover, come